You ready? Ayo. You got your uh, cereal on board? I'm done. Ready? Let's go. I am Lopez. This is Lopez Radio. Joining me tonight is my lovely wife, Krista. Hello. How are you doing? I'm good. I'm here. Doing all right? Mm-hmm. Um, welcome to the show, everyone. Um, social media is Lopez Radio, and uh, the show is found on lopezradio.com. Um, it's been a little while since we've done one of these. Hot minute. Were we parents? We are parents. No, no, no. Where are we the last time? Uh, yes. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I think we've done one or two since then. Okay. Okay, fair enough. Um, but I'm glad you're here. Thanks. Uh, we were flipping through things on, uh, on HBO and came across a documentary. And I noticed the, the person that, that's the main person in the documentary, which is Andrew Callahan, and, uh, it's called This Place Rules. And I thought, what a fitting Friday night it would be. Two years after the insurrection, exactly. Mm-hmm. And why not uh, sit around and watch that? Some light viewing <clears throat> for the evening. Some light viewing to for a Friday night to celebrate this anniversary for our great nation. Um, I took notes. You did take notes. I have a, a nice, oddly specific notebook that I was gifted. That is now completely full of notes on this one damn movie. <laughs> you were like writing your you were writing your term paper over there. No, no. You told me to only take bullet points, not realizing I had only taken bullet points. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm all bullet points. Like I was a history major. I know how to note take. There was just too much shit to cover in this movie because it went from jump interview to jump interview crazy person to crazy person how many interviews do you think they genuinely showed on that screen in what 90 minutes it was about 90 minutes there were probably if i had to ballpark it 75 80 different people he probably talked to easily yeah because there's a lot of man on the street stuff so andrew andrew callahan uh i'm gonna i'm gonna guess it was closer to 100 maybe even a little more because i definitely know he fit two or three in each minute yeah. Several times. So Andrew Callahan, he does a. Oh, I got the wrong thing. I'm grabbing the wrong, the wrong deal. Where? There it is. Okay. Better. Wiser. Where'd you go. learn how to do this again? I don't know. Uh, nowhere good. Uh, so, <laughs> so Andrew Callahan is. Uh, <laughs> Sorry. What, why? Why you do this to me? Sometimes your self-deprecation just catches me in that giggle spot. Sorry. <laughs> mm. So, anyway. Andrew Callahan. Cut point. Got it. Andrew Callahan is uh, someone who is a pretty big personality on YouTube. Um, he does a little bit of an intro in the documentary. You know, he started off just by, you know, as a college student going down and talking to people in New Orleans at the, in, two in the morning and getting him to confess to confess things. He turned that into a. Um, Which I did not like. I did not appreciate that at all. I was like, that's kind of shitty. People love that stuff, though. People love those confessions. Some of those things. people were telling. Taxi Cab Confessions was one of the biggest HBO shows and, ever. At, fine like it's still exploitive and you're not supposed to be able to assign a contract of agreement or consent when you're under the influence of anything which all of those people were for sure (laughs) Uh, so i think i think it it 
It's also early. Tap dances on the grave of consent there. <laughs> it was like early uh early Instagram days. Like this is a, this is quite a few years ago. So he he just to kind of get us up to speed to where we're at now. Okay, okay, okay. Well, before we even get into this, like please tell me with the silly format that you usually run on the show and the silliness that you are around us and our family and the silliness that you are on your stream that you're not going to be some straight lace. We're going to go by the book and like really, really stick to something on no, this. I'm just, I'm literally trying, it's just for anybody who doesn't know who he is. I'm trying to set it up real quick. Okay. It was and about like a hard steer of the ship. And I was like, do I have no creative freedom here? I, no, I told <laughs> you before we even came down here that I was going to introduce who he is before we get into I know, it. but just felt, I thought my goofy husband was going to come out and do that. Okay. Maybe shit talk his bad moral values in the early 2000s with me <laughs> no because that would that would create a whole different episode yeah fair enough fair enough i'm trying to you know, <laughs> i'm trying i'm trying to keep it to at least around this guy in the documentary he this did. is a good point this is a good point because we touch on that at the end too well it, because i also see that book and i feel like we're gonna be here for three hours um so <laughs> andrew callahan um so from the from the Instagram thing, he he graduated college and decided to hit the road and interview people uh, at, at fringe events, stuff like that. Um, so he he made this uh, com uh, commercial, this channel on YouTube called All Gas No Breaks. It was wildly successful. It did really well. He uh, actually ended up losing the channel uh, because he signed a deal with a bigger media company, and when he signed it. He didn't have anybody to tell him right from wrong, and when he did that, they ended up owning all of his content. So he had to restart it. Now he now he runs a channel called Channel Five, which is amazing. So if you get a chance to check out Channel Five on YouTube, he just goes to he just does crazy interviews, and he's really really good at it. So we get into this documentary. Um, it's basically um, presented to you in the trailer as the events, or at least at least like events that happened leading up to January 6, twenty twenty one. Um, and I gotta say, like, it's, it's very impressive. Like I've, I'm, I'm a big fan of his style anyway. Um, you, you kind of called it out at one point you were like, you know, yeah, you just leave the microphone in their face. And if you just hush and they will, they will keep talking. And I brought up the point. It was like a lot like sales. <laughs> first person to talk loses kind of thing. Yeah. What were your first impressions of it? They open with these guys that feel like family members to me <laughs> which one both <laughs> both a little really? both which one more gum or joker gum definitely more of a family member than joker jokers you can't have tattoos in my family so sorry lopez um shout out gum gang <laughs> shout out uh, gum gang a gum a gum gang somebody like his his one buddy that was trying to keep him from getting in a real fist fight on like a basketball court in the dark or some shit put his like knuckles into his chest at one point and I didn't even write this part down, but like I watched Gum Gang's chest. I'm not trying to talk shit on this man, but I watched his chest. But just, watch me talk shit on this man. I'm a, <laughs> his chest, this is coming from a chubby girl. Watched his chest absorb that man's fist. At least a half of it, right? And he's like skinny. He's skinny too. He's skinny, skinny fat. fat. He's yeah. skinny fat. So he's got like full of mutton chops. He's got backwards redneck hat. He's got, you know, maybe a few extra, maybe a few less teeth than you're supposed to. Like these two were. And he the, talked just like two of my cousins at least. These two were the <laughs> the 
the full spectrum, but, but like my, the my, full spectrum of, of Florida trash. I mean, like yeah. you, you say, they feel like family no. members, but man, they were They're as Florida as they it's, come. It's, well, I grew up in South Georgia, which we call North Florida. Like, yeah. so it was pretty spot on. And so we saw this one guy who is Joker something or another. On Joker his, gang. Joker gang. On his tack. Jeremy has this shit memorized. I had to take notes. Gun, ga- gum, gun gang. Gum gang and Joker gang. They're Mr. and Mr. Gang. Uh, Joker gang is fully tatted up to look like Heath Ledger Joker. Like, I mean, like face tattoos to make him look like the makeup from the movie along with green hair. And he wears purple suspenders and a bunch of other bullshit. And my very first note on the whole movie, I didn't even write down the name of the movie, went, Joker, 100% serious. Oh, 1,000. <laughs> There's some like, people where you're just kind of like, look at this actor. But you were like, no, this guy this is man absolutely out of his fucking mind. himself 100,000% seriously. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, he he's putting up with no bullshit. He has no fucks to give. Mm. He is who he is. <laughs> Living his best life. I, you know, at first I judged. His only life. At first I judged, and by the end of the movie, I respected. <laughs> so it was a hard turn for me. I don't know how. I, I kind of feel a little lost in my own self identification with these guys. Right. So, so if you were to place Joker Gang's presence on the documentary all in one shot. He turned her around in about 10 minutes. No, less, less. Less, less I think it was like minutes. six. <laughs> like but where maybe. did he turn you around when he was giving his commentary on the on the January 6th people? I, we'll get there. We'll <laughs> okay. get there. Right. Uh, okay, so in uh, Gum, whatever his name is. Gang. Gum Gang. Mr. and Mr. Gang. The twist I, is they're married to each other. No, they're not. <laughs> I have him noted as Junebug Tattoo because he has what looks like I should like I swear it looked like a um a scarab tattoo with yeah. butterfly wings. But Jeremy went, Does that is that a June bug? <laughs> and I couldn't stop thinking of him as June bug in my head. I, I was like, What a cute <laughs> nickname for this dumb motherfucker. Well, His name is June bug now. <laughs> well the whole time I was thinking, how much more perfect would it have been if he had just gotten a cicada tattooed on I, I mean, it could have been a cicada. Do you know how often I see them not in shells? <laughs> like, cicada gang. Cicada gang holding up. Uh and, and then and my next note is red hearts with quotes around it because they hate each other now because Joker put red hearts in gum gangs, girlfriends, DMs. Yeah, you can't do that. And 19 people said the phrase red hearts. And I was like, aren't all hearts fucking red? <laughs> in my head, I was like, is there a significance to the other color hearts that you can? I know. I think there is. Right? I know you can electively choose other hearts and emojis, but like nobody's schooled me on the meaning of them. What did I oh. do? Did I break your podcast? No, no okay. it's just my, just my dumb, my dumb computer. Go ahead. Okay. But like no one schooled me on the meaning of the other em- emoji hearts <laughs> or emoticon hearts. I don't even know the difference. Yeah. Um, and so everybody said red hearts, red hearts, red hearts, red hearts. And the filmmaker made it a point to stack that back to back to back to show how stupid it was. Yeah. And I appreciated that. Um, so then. So the, okay. essentially it just it opens up with these two guys who are want to be YouTube influencers. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, they, they have a good uh, like a pretty good follow. They have more followers than let, I do. Let me get past the, the intro before okay. he says this will make a good intro. <laughs> and then the next scene you see is some white trash ringside girl at a fight between gum gang and Joker gang. There you go. I got it. Uh, it, it is a straight up ring. It looks legit. Uh, might be a wild bills in Georgia somewhere. <laughs> and there is a girl who had bad extensions and a bad bleach job mm. shaking her ass as a ringside girl for. Yeah, she was twerking. 
You can uh, tell she was like she worked at a, at a strip club that was you know maybe maybe not doing so a well. B, a B level. Yeah. A B level. Yeah. Maybe she used day squad she in a decent place, right? Yeah. She. she yeah. Maybe. Yeah. Um. And I just wrote down. I want my daughter to know she's loved. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, yeah. We love you. Please don't shake your ass in a ring for Just, a fight between Gum Gang and Joker Gang. No, there's so much better attention to get in the world. Mm. <laughs> anyway, uh, yeah. So that's where he, the filmmaker, breaks in. Yeah, that's where he opened up. So, so those are my notes on the beginning. He kind of opened up with the, with this thing, and I think it threw a lot of people for a loop. You know, I've been I've been watching some interviews. Um, with Andrew Callahan because um, he's been doing the media circuit because this just came out on the 30th I believe just before New Year's um, and they're like why did you open with that <laughs> and even he, they even had the segment in the movie so I don't even know why people ask him about it but he's like it's just a fight like the election he's like they're like why does it how does it relate to the election of 2020 he's like because it's a fight it's two they, people fighting they want, they want a deeper meaning and I'm you know I I have my guesses as to what that I do think there might be behind that because they kind of spell it out at the end. It's all, well, yeah. Yeah. Like, it's also just great content. It's great content. Oh, like, gosh. another moment that we will get to yeah. that everybody has questions about. And you're just like, it's fucking great content. Yeah. Get over yourself, you fucking waspy twats. Like, so go ahead and go ahead and set set the scenes. You're the one that took the uh, the bullet note, so I want to hit your points because I literally wanted to watch this to see your reaction and to talk to you about it. So okay, so like Andrew Callahan kind of introduces his movie and starts talking about like the riots that came out of you know some police brutality shit that happened prior to the 2020 election. We're in the midst of COVID, you know, like had a few cop murders and like lots of burnings of buildings in minnesota we all have fun with that a lot of his documenting starts it's basically starting yeah. right as like right as the, the uh the pandemic is getting underway and we're going into the blm protests well i think i feel like he starts like deeper into it than that like he starts his his real documentary like six eight months into the pandemic mm -hmm. like i think he started it in october was the first time yeah i hit. think it was the first time yeah, yeah so it's i mean the pandemic kicked off in march riots were in the summer like all the police brutality should happen mm -hmm. then and continued to happen a little while after that uh wiles word that's a real world wiles. Word. Truthin. i said wild truth and yeah we'll talk about truth and later um all right, so 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 anyway he introduces a looter um, that's standing outside a burning ass building uh, and the looters basically like arguing their plight <laughs> and you know police brutality and they've been wronged by the system yeah. and they're they're struggling um it's it's not great points it's some it's not invalid shit you know like it's it's experiences that many of us will never have and never be able to identify with so it's not invalid in my opinion but it's not great points either yeah um, it's a clip from one of his bigger videos uh where he's yeah. interviewing black lives matter uh looters and protesters and, and then like after that very short clip 10 15 seconds maybe mm -hmm. he uh <laughs> he lines together several anti-vax screaming white like privileged clean daylighted protesters that are under no no duress yeah. uh screaming about the discomfort they have in their lives which to me was an interesting juxtaposition of someone literally like <laughs> burning down buildings to be heard about the injustices in their world not the greatest not the greatest approach in my opinion however i have no better one so i should shut the hell up 
I usually feel like uh, versus people who definitely have never not known where their next meal was coming from. So you can't out crazy, crazy. Yeah. And, and, but that was, and, and I shouldn't, I think the whole point is, is to not compare these people is to show they're pitted against each other. Like be by showing how different we are or how many things like one side is trying to take from the other. And that's what gets like set up in the beginning to show how, the media on both sides grabbed hold of those images and those differences and dragged those two people as far apart as they could get them. Yeah. Like, like how do we, how do we silo this section of people off into being someone we can make money off of or make ad revenue off of basically? Yeah. Um, because they're not getting money from that person, but they, but they're getting money from the advertisers. So that whole, that whole adage of, if you're not buying a product, you're the product kind of thing. Yeah. It's very much this this vibe you're getting. And we've seen that most certainly in the last five years, harder than we've ever seen it in the American public before. Um, the Andrew Callahan, uh, the the movie maker, he noted that during the pandemic lockdown, which is a fantastic point I hadn't thought of, our news cycle replaced reality TV. Mm. we couldn't like reality tv networks and all these side networks and all these little threads that everybody follows day to day to keep them occupied they all shut down so everyone turned to the news together collectively well into into dark little corners of social media but like, we haven't gotten there yet like sure. the, the echo chambers had not fully developed so far so mm. like the first thing everybody turned to was the news so you have your right and your left news on the mainstream sides and each of them tried to grab hold of their respective viewers as hard as they could and separate them and hold them mm-hmm. hold their attention and hold their panic and hold their fear and market to it because news viewership went up markedly during COVID because no reality TV shows, nothing else to do. Everybody's home, stuck, watching fucking TV. And Tucker Carlson shoots to the top of the damn charts and news media. But it was, so, so yeah, you can say pandemic definitely helped that. It was already kind of, like, it was already kind of being, in my opinion, ingested because we had such craziness going on in Washington at the time, yeah. even before the pandemic. Oh, 1,000%. So, I mean, we were already all feeling that overwhelming sense everybody i i know whose opinion i trust overwhelming sense of dread for the three years preceding yeah. that absolutely 100 percent. the news media has always always been very good at finding what works for the group that they're catering to um and they were in full swing of that just with politics and now now the pandemic at this point is now another thing they can be like oh well this is a side for these people and this is a side for these people and honestly like it's it's so it's so easy to see it once you see it and you're kind of like ugh, i can't i i mean and i feel like even though you and i have talked about it so many times and i feel like we see it like i still feel like i get trick fucked sometimes like mm. i still feel like they bait my ass and i'm like oh, i bit shit now i'm in a net like mm-hmm. it's it's frustrating because it's a constant battle well i mean nobody's coming Nobody's coming with good intentions anymore. Like everybody's just coming to sell an advertisement. Yeah, there's very little. I was noticing that to to. I mean, I say today, but I noticed that like whenever I, I've been lately, like I told you, trying to just kind of limit where where I when I when and when I don't jump off of jump on and off of uh, social media and 
sometimes it gets you and you're like by the time you realize you're like you're like wow this is just like the most negative thing i've been a part of today like and it's it's an easy pitfall like i know in my head i was like twitter's a terrible place yeah it's not a real place but it's a terrible place right <laughs> um but it's still you're just kind of like oh man that's the way i feel about it. and Reddit. so you just start pulling you, you find it it's like finding a thread and you're like where's this what is this attached to and you just start following yeah. the thread and it's that's the way I feel about Reddit. Like, I mean, I haven't, I have not had Reddit. I have not even checked Reddit daily. Or I think I haven't even checked it twice. You haven't sent a Reddit link, which is your du jour for a long time. Yeah. In a long time. It's been, you had to take it off your phone. It it's was been like, over six months since I did that. It's, it's, it was, there was a point where you were like, this is really affecting me. <laughs> it, and it was, I mean, and I think that's kind of what the point is. Yeah. Like, and so I have made better use of my time now. You cold turkeyed it, right? Yeah. I mean, just yeah. took it off one day. Um, it was weird. I went to Pinterest instead. Now I just feel like inadequate instead of angry all the time. <laughs> um, now I need to spend uh, $150 on these yarn balls to go into a bowl. <laughs> I told you today I wanted to make, uh, what are they, the paper chains, the, the construction paper chains for our daughter's birthday party coming up. <laughs> so I'm, I'm always like, I was like, that's nice, honey. <laughs> you just look that at me. sounds good. All my little lofty Pinterest goals now, and you're like, oh, it's better than her reporting. Like, her Pinterest board looks like a beautiful mind. Yeah. There's yarn. Jeremy's there's... just happy to like not hear about another like family annihilator or police shooting <laughs> and, <laughs> and I mean, a major metropolitan area that could have been prevented that I get real angry about. Like, well, it's kind of crazy, like, and because... And, and I, I only want to like discuss this. We don't, you know, we're obviously going to talk yeah. about the documentary, but like this kind of ties into it. It's it's kind of crazy. Like what little things that apps like that will figure out. Okay. This person is clicking on this stuff more. So even though you were a lurker and didn't even have an account, the app knows what to push up in front of you that you're going to be like, I'm clicking this. Even if you're looking at r slash all, even if you're looking at yeah. like, you know, whatever. Um, and it just, amazing because like something that can go viral can be anything from an actual news article to just a picture yeah to a picture of a comment someone made on something oh right? yeah no i get pictures of comments on twitter all the time yeah it's like, nuts um yeah so i noted like with the pandemic shutdown of our reality tv we were left to our own devices within social media and mm. the news cycle and it just swirled like a hurricane like <laughs> I think about that a lot too yeah. in, in the in the lens of we had a great time yeah <laughs> during, me and you did during, during it and so so we, we were changed kinda, our whole lives in a great way but like <laughs> I think about how many people like yeah they had their little pods they were working with but man they were like I think you know at night when when the sun goes down and everything's quiet like a lot of people were just at home with their computer or with their a lot of family people a lot of people with yeah careers and pensions and families just yeah. sitting there in their phones not finding anything better to do than follow alex jones and buy dick pills like try try to invest in gold somewhere like it's just insane i've got family where it was like i was even telling you i was like i might need to go and like do like an intervention <laughs> like yeah, i, I might have to go i had people Why coming didn't up to you? me i kind of wish you had i mean you had people would, would check in and be like hey is so-and-so okay they're posting some crazy shit online You're yeah like, i kind of wish you'd done that yeah, intervention. that would have been nice right all right so the movie and it's at the you know when left to our own devices we turn on each other um that talking about social media mm -hmm. and shit 
Then we move to an interview with a man called the Inglorious Patriot. Um, yes. He's not, he's not allowed to leave the state. We got a note on later. Yeah. He, so he wasn't allowed to go to the January 6th. So, so this guy. Um, lives in a trailer. He is a Vietnam veteran. Off the grid. Off the grid. Vietnam vet because he enlisted in 69 and swore to protect the country under all of the... Um, I believe the Marine Code of Contacts was what he quoted. But I believe he listed off the 12 or 13 YouTube channels he had in 11, the past. 11 was what he, the number he noted? Well, no, he, he, had, he said, I had this one, this one, and this one. And he, he said, settled, I'm up he to said, 10 or 11. He settled, he settled on a name. He said, I had this, one, two, three, and now I'm up to 11 on that one title, like like sequels, like Rambo 5. Like, okay, I didn't get that. So, but yeah, he, he has like 12 or 13 YouTube channels that have now been taken away from him. Okay, my very first note on this man, mm-hmm. like the first thing he started talking about was cabals and pedophiles. And my very first note under the name Inglorious Patriot is this man may have a dirty computer. Yeah. This man's got something going on. The pin on his hat as he discusses the whole government is corrupt and not going to do anything for us is a Donald Trump hair piece on top of a Punisher logo with that is background in the American flag. Sure. Yeah. An American flag patterned. So the whole government's corrupt, but I'm also a Trump shill. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I like this guy. I Uh, saw a, I saw a Punisher. I don't like this inglorious dipshit guy but he's he sounds like people i've heard talk before which scared me but there's so many problems you can obviously see going on here yeah. and he's creepy uh, i can't remember it might come to me later but i saw a punisher skull the other day that made me like turn my head it wasn't even like it was political it was like a punisher skull with something that was like so not punisher yeah and i was like oh a thin blue line maybe no it wasn't that <laughs> If you see a Punisher skull with a thin blue eye and realize that person never read or watched the Punisher. <laughs> yeah, just thinks that just thinks that, that skull looks cool is basically yeah. all it is. Yeah, because Punisher don't like cops, y'all. That's <laughs> <laughs> kind of the point. Um, anyway, uh, so we move to the rally in D.C. There is one silly vanilla white boy that is on a megaphone screaming to high heaven to anyone who will listen and the second a camera gets pointed to him and a mic is given to him he goes no i don't want to talk <laughs> and that made me laugh yeah um there is a native woman who is uh we assume yeah i i think she's yeah they position her as a native woman because she's screaming about cultural appropriation from the left side of the argument obviously uh, yeah. in somebody's face because there's some right-wing people there playing drums yeah it's not a good look for either side in my opinion <laughs> yeah it was so. more of a like it's it's that whole shouting down thing mm-hmm. and essentially he even said like i went to this first this first little rally whatever protest and it just was people screaming at each other yeah i mean and that's as what, loud as they could that's what protesting to be so i had some empathy for her because there's a bunch of people that really want white culture to be preserved there when it's not being threatened and she's angry because we've eradicated a shit ton of cultures right here on our front doorstep so i have empathy for her but her approach certainly did not work yeah it Um, wasn't it was like it felt like and i know obviously we only saw that snippet of them she had passion for it but like she didn't she didn't have the she didn't have the basis to 
fully argue like argue a coherent point on it and also she's arguing with dipshits who it's never gonna matter there's that so and there's, it was like there's a the couple of it kind of it kind of reeked of like her being like what can i get onto this guy about oh he's beating on a drum that's you know a deerskin <laughs> she, drum <laughs> she was looking for like she was she was ready to to scold basically and i mean all those people deserve a scolding don't get me wrong like i totally feel that way but what's going to be effective for change and 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 i think a big part of effective change is also realizing who you can't change and not waste your time on them Mm. um yeah anyway so we have her then we have a feminist pop up and she's an insane person and I told you, she's like the cra- she's she like- made one good point that Donald Trump's mistresses had had a bunch of abortions, and that was the very first point she made. And then they went to like a Talking Head actual interview with her in a library or some shit. She asked the question, "How many of his old girlfriends do you think had abortions?" And it silenced this dude beating a drum that the native woman didn't like. Like immediately, I'm gonna call her the native woman. She may not be. I'm sorry if I'm wrong, but um, I, I, the Inglorious Patriots friend from Alaska. Yeah, he was Dick that from what? Alaska. Yeah, he was buddies with this guy from from North Carolina that couldn't leave the state um yeah. so anyway so the feminist comes in she says this shit about abortions to the other like you know trumpy guy and he keeps is befuddled he starts tripping over his words but then they cut to a talking head with her and i was like oh shit she's about to go crazy isn't she yeah, i was about <laughs> to say immediately she did i was about to say beautiful placement of where they where they dropped this interview in with this lady who just they baited us so well, many times it's great it, it's i think it was just it's just brilliant to be like oh man look at this crazy inglorious patriot guy right saying some crazy shit look at his friend who's talking about globalists and then when he's asked what globalists are he can't even tell us what globalists are and then you start talking to this person you're kind of like it's the opposite like it's the absolute insane most insane person curve. you can find yeah on the other side they're just they're as crazy as each other they just they just have different different uh like little profits they're holding up yeah and i my my favorite part i think about the whole way he made this film was i, I called it baiting but that's not quite right it was more like teasing like he teased very good misdirection yeah i mean i wouldn't even call it full misdirection because he just turns it on Slide his head hand. he turns it on his head yeah. so fast like you don't even really get a chance to see it mm. coming like he teases you with a point you could possibly see the logic in very quickly very succinctly and then immediately shows you how fucking crazy the person making it is it's mm. like like the people that are like well hitler didn't have all bad ideas right. and like and he's just like watch how crazy this motherfucker is though watch what you like pay attention to who you agree with right like it's it's (laughs) it's like someone comes in to train you on how to use adobe photoshop right and they're like here's how you do this and you're like oh my god this person's teaching me some great stuff this is really awesome and then they're like all right i hope you have a good day and they reach into their bag and they pull out a tinfoil hat and they put it on and they're like (laughs) see ya you're like what (laughs) this person's crazy he's like he's like be sure to hide your money in your walls. Have a good day. <laughs> um, okay, so yeah, like I just noted, she made she, the feminist gets her talking head, and she immediately immediately just starts personal appearance attacks on Donald Trump because she can't, she doesn't know how to argue very well. Oh yeah, it's um, just it, it goes, it gets to the point of like the shape of his penis. Like yeah, it's weird. I forgot about that, but yeah, like she went for his hair, his gut, his like everything, his his 
food choices, his, his dick, height, like, which he lies his about, height, yeah. his hands, like, like, and don't get me wrong, all of those things are fucking hilarious to make fun of him for. I don't in, like the man, but if you're making a coherent argument, not helping your case. Well, here's the thing: they can be funny. She, what they weren't funny yeah. coming out of her mouth. No, exactly. They can be funny when they're not stacked right on top of each other. Yeah, and when they are actually delivered with some sort of Cohesion. some sort of yeah well and some thought sort of process. just like yeah thought around each one right like you can't just go up there and be like you know chicken cross the road because he wanted to yeah you know it, you, you can't just go up there and just lay out the punchline after punchline and expect it to be like she was laying out like like here's some facts yeah here's something that's going to make oh, you, i'm going to change your mind and you're not going to change anyone's mind no. that's on the other side with that kind of talk and he will be in jail by 2022 and he will be raped that's yeah that's what she said and <laughs> and i went raped holy shit that escalated because yeah. <laughs> she went from me like he's got a small dick to he's going to jail in 2020 <laughs> it's like wait a minute she's, she's writing she's writing donald trump fanfic <laughs> i looked at you and you know, it's tw it's january 6 2023 right now and i went wrong wrong <laughs> um yeah but uh where is the literal Nazi? Oh, it was the dude with all the Jew signs. Um, like, he had a bunch of like it was the he had no top teeth. He was old as shit. He had some weird accent. I think he was from like he said he was from the Siberian North American portion. Si yeah, he he no he said he 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 spent time in the, Siberian North America. I don't He's, even know what that is other than Alaska, right? Right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, he just he's just being. But he had a weird accent. One I couldn't place sounded a little german maybe austrian i don't know uh maybe he came from maybe he came from so you think he was in argentina maybe he, he was, was hiding this whole time it's possible he was pretty <laughs> he old or he was the child of someone yeah. that was hiding in argentina <laughs> that indoctrinated him it's possible there's somebody still alive there's um, a couple of them but he had big signs up that were just like I, I couldn't make out exactly what they said but they're just every once in a while you catch the word jews and you're like oh shit yeah, this guy his, <laughs> and he started so he, he was had ranting about foreskin yeah he was only he was only like his whole thing that he was screaming about was was circumcision mm -hmm. and wow it shouldn't be a forced thing on like, but like nine different occasions on, <laughs> on, on the movie. surface that's to get you drawn in but then yeah you look at that that poster in the back and you're like oh you're a nazi yeah oh, weird you don't like jews basically is what he's saying like he doesn't like jews yeah and you're kind of like wow like i don't know it's, it's it was it was awkward <laughs> scary terrifying i don't know i don't know quite the word yeah. um and then we had he had, a, he had a lot of foreskin material like so much like he, he they interviewed him on like three four clips he had a good, that was all foreskin related dude he could absolutely get on stage and he'd have like 30 to 45 minutes of material i know no no, no. he'd have a type five though which is hard to have um okay so then they have uh I, which they had a, a, an african-american dude and a make america great again oh skin he, was tight. Hanging out, he was hanging out with the foreskin guy he was yeah, next yeah. to him skin tight red t-shirt he was he was all jacked up too. He's like really Very muscular. Very jacked. Yeah. And he's wearing sweatpants. He, yeah. He wasn't bodybuild builder, but no. he was like he was like he's you Billy. What was the guy uh, that did the uh, Tybo? Billy Blanks. Billy Blanks. He kind of had that. He was Billy yeah. Blanks jacked. Yeah. <laughs> like, and he's doing push-ups, even smoking at the same time and stuff like that. He, was he actually? He like, had a cigarette. Yeah, in his mouth when he was pushing push pushups. I missed that. Okay, I missed that part. He was absolutely high as shit, y'all. There's he was no something. planet in this entire galaxy that that man is not high as shit on something his eyes were wide as fuck he was talking 90 miles a minute and he could not 
parse together a thought. Or, and yeah. then he started doing like 500 mile an hour push-ups at he, night like yeah. <laughs> in the middle of a protest. He was high on something and he was high on something that doesn't leave your brain functioning right. Like I, it's absolutely you could tell even if that guy wasn't high he'd be talking some of that crazy shit. Oh yeah yeah and I I have my my guesses as to what he had taken but like there is no question in my mind that man was his angel dust (laughs) (laughs) Friday callback for anybody not old enough to get that reference Um, I was in Debo's pigeon coop sweating (laughs) (laughs) now we gotta watch that maybe when we go to bed we're gonna be up until Uh, (laughs) 2am baby sweet girl when you're listening please sleep until 10 please sleep till 9 I was gonna say 9 not big asks you know all right, then there's this uh, unmasked white Antifa guy. So they hit a bunch of guys that were like, legalize it. Right after Billy Blanks is like, you know, twin. They, they He's high as shit. It is so obvious. They never really actually like make that point, but it is so obvious. And the you way- They don't have to. They don't have to because the way they illustrate it is they go to like three Antifa guys right after that going, legalize it, legalize it. And then, and they're all masked, but then they go to the one guy that's like not masked and his eyes are as big as fucking Dilated. saucers. Yeah. He is, he's terrified looking, but like super tuned into you too. And he's unmasked. He's the one guy they've talked to that's unmasked and he's just like douche room. I think he's the no, one he's, that- he said, he said, Said, uh, they've legalized marijuana. He wanted they're, marijuana. They're, they're gonna legalize shrooms. The floodgates are open, man. <laughs> like, <laughs> how do you have this memorized? I took extensive notes, and you know this better than me. Just something about crazy people just stick in my brain. But I put oh, unmasked white Antifa guy also high as hell. <laughs> well, the, the, it was funny because they were actually they, they actually <gasps> talked to a few people before you got to the drug people. Yeah, like, and they were like, they were like, yeah, we just want change in the White House, and we want to get this guy out of here. Talk- we want between- they, they did like a couple of them and then they talked to that one that one guy that was like was like uh yeah and uh and i think they legalized weed so that's great and it's just kind of like a what <laughs> it's like what i we- thought it was billy blanks and one two like one legalized weed two they're about to legalize weed three mushrooms will open your mind they, they kind of pinged around just before just to kind of give I a little, a little I, juke. I just not hating on mushrooms or weed like do you i think all drugs should be legalized and everybody should sort them sort their own shit out but um <laughs> like uh it was just a very funny juxtaposition between the crazies again with the bell curve that we've discussed well the first weed guy was the guy that oh, that ended up saying oh, what i'm trying he? to get to portland well he said i'm trying to get to portland um, because he was he was all about he's a communist well yeah he was all about a communist and he was like he was talking about how like these houses are going to be burned down and they'll end up being like a storage plant or something like that and yeah like he was he was he had some crazy out he there was stuff. wild as shit yeah but then they talked to the the long-haired person that was uh that had the mask on that was talking about weed and he wanted and, to he wanted to open a commune in colorado with his buddies well are we talking about the same people? No, there's a that's a okay. that's a different guy. I'm talking about the guy that ended up saying something we both laughed at right afterwards. What oh. what did he say? I feel like I get I could get a little disorderly. Or- I think you're further in the movie. Yeah, that you're further in the movie than that. So it's not there. It's oh, not here. Okay, yet. okay. So right at this point, we've got the blonde Dolly Parton wannabe teacher. Oh, the rapping teacher who taught in the hood, y'all. I she, taught in the hood, y'all. She is very connected with the black community. She loves the African African American. She calls herself an inverted Oreo. An inverted Oreo, she is. Um, and then she began rapping. Not as bad as I expected her to. I will admit, 
still not good. <laughs> but and, and she's talking about how like the the, the media. I couldn't j- pay attention to what the actual rap said. Yeah. I, I couldn't even do it's, it. It's 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 just so you're, you're too busy trying to. Your brain can't process. My brain it. broke. Yeah. yeah, your brain's just like, what is happening right now? And immediately, just like you would think, immediately into uh, the media's got an agenda to this is why we need to watch Alex Jones. Like, and you're kind of like, Ooh, yeah. okay. <laughs> and yeah, so yeah, she started rapping. Um, she noted <laughs> she noted that everybody that was Antifa was like a bad faith actor because they had no other way to make money. Um, yeah, and then her, I guess her boyfriend her, Yeah, boyfriend in. chimed in and said the same George thing. George Soros is paying them to be here $20, $20 an, an hour. $20 an hour. I was like, fuck, George. How do you know all this? Yeah, exactly. Did you see an ad in the paper? Um, no, they then just... they started touting that there was a socialist agenda. And I made a quick note that, however, they admit that there's no other way for these people to make money. So there's probably somewhere in the system that's broken that they haven't quite addressed yet. <laughs> and then, yes, we um, we jump into Alex Jones. Uh, who oh she says the way we are introduced to Alex Jones is she the rapping school teacher from the hood who looks like Dolly Parton's niece mm. <laughs> says Alex Jones knows the truth. And Alex Jones knows the truth, and more and, and more people need to watch reputable small media like that. <laughs> like what? <laughs> then we get a flash of Rudy Giuliani's dumb, drunk, absent-minded ass. Exact quote from my notes, um, and the erotic horror actor did you catch that guy yeah <laughs> he's he said the same lines a couple times too yeah it's, it's a steaming pile of pig drippings or whatever yeah. he said he had a he said he accused somebody of like personal attacks and incoherent argument no somebody accused him of personal attacks and incoherent arguments pretty quickly because that was all he had and then we cut to like an actual face-to-face interview with him yeah like somebody accused him in the crowd at a, at a thing with him yeah didn't, then, he, didn't he compare himself to something oh i can't remember I think um, it's, it should be right in your note. I no. think you wrote it down. No. In the face-to-face, no? No, uh, not this early, at least. Oh, he said, he said, and I now, I now, oh, he said you could be killed, you could be killed for wearing a MAGA hat and the police would do nothing about it. Oh, I missed that. And it was that. at that point that I realized what it must have felt like to be a Jew <gasps> in January 30th of 1933. Do you know I've heard so many of these MAGA idiots compare themselves to what it should have felt like to be a Jew in the Holocaust that mm-hmm. I literally, I can't even hear it anymore. Like, I, I tune it out. I'm just like, I can't entertain this dumbass fucking line of reasoning. Like, I can't comment on it anymore than I have. Like, obviously I can because I'm doing it right now, but it's just... Yeah. That's why it's probably why I didn't write it down because subconsciously I was like, not this shit again. Oh my Christ. Like, by the way, our, our daughter started saying, oh my goodness. Oh my like, goodness. And I'm like, oh, yeah. please keep with that line. Yeah, I uh, th- there was there's always a red flag that goes up whenever someone talks of like references the plight of being a Jewish person in the Holocaust, especially when they can give us you an exact date. Yeah. January 30th of 1933 it's like oh you're well versed in your hate aren't you like, yeah like, like I I took nothing's sem- a bigger red flag man <laughs> I took semesters and semesters on World War II the Holocaust like it's just I, I really immersed myself in it in college right still can't tell you anything besides World War II was from 1940 to 1945 <laughs> like, right and I mean I could have probably back then don't get me wrong but like 
I learned it. I learned from the horror. I didn't log all the dates anymore. Like right. there's there's a life to live, and it's the same way I like get big red flags when people start screaming the word pedo early over and over and over again when nobody mentioned it. Um, I'm just like. Why are you bringing up so much Nazi shit when nobody was talking about it? Like, <laughs> out of the fucking blue like that, huh? Mm-hmm. You know all the facts behind it. You know all the stats. Wonder what's going on in your head on a daily basis. Because I'm just worried about paying bills and feeding my dogs and my kid. Like, <laughs> yeah. it's it's just always that you got too much time on your hands, don't you? Right. Like, anyway. Yeah. anyway um, then we hit the, I'm feeling a little mil- militant, not going to lie. Guy. Yeah, that guy. That, oh my gosh. Okay. I'm feeling, I'm, you know, I, I feel like I could get a little militant. It's just, it's like, is this person. <laughs> it was so casual, he yeah, said. <laughs> like, they just they cut to this, like, person holding up, like, one of those big road banners with a couple people. And, then, and, and other people have been talking about blood in the streets is coming, like civil war, blah, 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 blah. And then they cut to this like slightly effeminate, just real chill person, like shoulder length hair, just like, I'm feeling a little militant. He's like, yeah, I see. I'm not going to lie. I feel like I could get a little militant tonight. He said, like, I feel like I could get a little militant tonight. Yeah. Why not? Why not? Yeah. You know what? I, if my dance card ain't full later, Let's fit it in. And I made a point, and then you made a point. I was like, that person would get scared if a firecracker went off beside you. You were like, I don't know. They might just be that much of a psycho. They're going to be curb stomping someone later. I was like, yeah, he kind of does put off that vibe of like, I'm going to tickle you for a little bit too long before you start to panic. I did. I made the note. It was like, I love how me and you take a different, like an absolutely opposite take on so many things sometimes Mm. because yeah, you were like, that person's going to be like climbing the chair to get away from a mouse. And I'm like, I got a feeling. I got yeah. a feeling there's an unlock, uh, ooh, a snort, <laughs> an unlock savage in there. You're like, you're like I, I feel like that person's a, how hard do I got to pull on this mouse's arm before it comes off? <laughs> oh, shit. That, that visual hurt me. Um, all right. So um, next, next after that person, we hit the Christian fascist who was totes proud as fuck about that. Yeah. Um, just neat, like, just such. What a he terrifying it? Fasho, fasho Christian is what he called it, and he's like, yeah. And Andrew Callahan goes, "You mean Christian Christian fascist?" He goes, "Yeah." Oh my god! <laughs> I like, love how he's just like, just he's a like, terrifying term all the way around. He's like, "You ever feel like you go too deep into the hole, man?" <laughs> yeah, and he was like, oh, "I'm just, you know, I'm, I'm never gonna get out of this hole." And and anything I dig into is just get me closer to my grave. Yeah, and I, and I understand that. Ugh. Ugh. It was like such a quick, stupid, fake deep comment that you were like there's no thought that got put into that like this is a person that always waits on his turn to talk because he's a child yeah. you could tell he was a child well and and, it and i of, don't mean a literal child i mean a man child i mean like a 24 year old that's never seen the world thinks he knows everything child you could also see hey by the way i feel seen when i say that out loud anyway but, <laughs> um you could you could see too where where if this person this this christian fascist guy had met a different group of friends, he would be reciting emo poetry oh, yeah. and been, holding a skull. He like, have my chemical romance yeah. plastered all over every fucking wall of his teeny bopper bedroom. Yeah, it was a weird yeah. alt-right emo guy. It was odd. Somebody that never got laid is a definite incel now. And, and so instead of being an incel, he's going to be like, but I'm a Christian, so I'm waiting for marriage because women should be pure. Anyway, we could go down a rabbit hole ourselves on this one. Let's stop. And here's the thing. <laughs> Guys like that could probably get laid oh, easily. if they would get their head out of their ass. Easily. 
Come on, man. There's a bunch of fucking dipshits that were... There's, that Joker fucking dude was getting laid left and right. I believe him. Oh, he claimed I, that no. in the beginning of the movie, yeah. and I fucking 1,000% believe him. One, 100%. I saw that ring girl. She'd have yeah. fucked him, yeah. and she was cute. Like, no self-esteem whatsoever, but cute. Like, I mean, it's... It, Mm. Clout, clout get you things. <laughs> we'll get there. Um, we're getting there, guys. Don't worry about it. Okay, so then we introduce ourselves to seven, eight-year-old little boy named Roman, this filmmaker's nephew, mm-hmm. and his, I'm assuming his brother, brother-in-law, one or the other, warns him, please don't get Roman involved in the bullshit that you're trying to stir <laughs> up. And I, I I, heard the voicemail and went, this is a setup. But thankfully, they just like did a cute little talking yeah. head with a seven-year-old who had his shit together, or good parents, and or both. I don't know. Like He had non-complicated answers for complicated subjects that yeah, they weren't like brainwashy they answers. weren't brainwashy they were di- direct definitions almost yeah. like yeah. of they, they weren't they didn't even feel slanted like it was it was uh, it was refreshing a little bit i was like oh thank god for the youth of america there's a couple of them it'll be all right maybe i won't brainwash my own damn child it'd be great but we started talking about that a little bit and um <laughs> I, I don't know where that note is on that, so I'll move on to the next one. But uh, we started moving into crowds of people that were losing, like like fake, excited, fake, excited, yelling that Biden won the presidency. You know, like the wee, where it's like not the actual moment of elatement. It's like the yeah. oh, I got good news that I kind of figured was coming, kind of thing. And yeah. I said, I said no one. They was, were trying. They were trying to be crazy. They were putting like, on for the cameras. Yeah. Yeah. It's like that. That whole like when you watch a TikTok video and you can tell someone's acting. It yeah. all felt like that. So I put, it's like people who don't know how to actually be excited and yell about something. Yeah. I put no one was that excited that Biden won. They might have been relieved. Possibly, maybe yeah, they might have been relieved. Yeah, it's, it's <laughs> but not that kind of excitement, like filling the streets of New York, screaming your heads off, like we won. No, no, yeah, that was more of a let me get out and be seen, being yeah. excited about stuff, and exactly. it's just kind of like, uh, but you got to remember too, this is also that I just I thought about this. This is also a time period where we're coming out of lockdowns and stuff like that. We're coming out of like yeah. people saying, so I, I think people are still like trying to fig- re-figure out how to act around uh, people. I'm so bad at it. Because if you remember, yeah. once they we started- We felt so awkward. Well, once they started like sporting events back, how many fights were going on in the stands and like people oh, just didn't understand how to be drunk around other people and- it I don't was, remember that explicitly, but it might have been because I just wasn't associating with sporting events because there were so many political fights in the stands because right. that whole let's go Brandon shit started at fucking ball games and stuff. Oh, it just it started at NASCAR. At NASCAR, but, but yeah. like it got popular at that baseball game. Yeah. Like, um, but like, I don't know. It's, and, I think part of it too is just awkwardness of people my point, just awkwardness of people being out for the I, first time in forever. I think that's 100% a huge factor in it and i think also like the the fuel of the fire had been stoked sending them out into public for the first time too that was a weird time yeah that was such, well, I mean, what like, was the first thing we went out and did after uh we went and saw batman we went and saw Batman. i think the very first thing we went, didn't we we went to i'm not gonna name the brewery but we went to a brewery and you couldn't drink yeah i couldn't that was like one of the first things we did uh, after emerging from the um yeah from from uh from our little uh, sequestering at home but like we were even talking about it with the filmmaker um i, I don't know i think i lost my point actually never mind sorry so, no you're fine um 
yeah it was a, it was a weird time like, just that okay, so yeah that was that was an awkward moment though just to yeah, see all those people celebrating i remember what he said he he was bringing up he was like we've gotten so far away from it now like just just a, like two years later that it's hard to remember where the tension of civil war was like in the air oh yeah in the intro yeah he's yeah. like he's like there was i, I think he made that point even a little civil war later and a pandemic and he goes remember that yeah <laughs> like, that was at the very beginning but he said it at the beginning but i think he revisited that in the middle where he's like it's really hard for us to remember this like being so distant from it now yeah. but like you could feel it in the air like it seemed very plausible we were headed towards another civil war for a half a second there <laughs> maybe longer well, and I mean, you can blame that on the just the sheer amount of data. division. Well, that division, was and just the amount of going through Reddit and just yeah. like and just information that flies at your face. It's hard. It's hard to decipher it all. All right. So my next, uh, his next interview, and one of my favorite people in this entire documentary was the man that made bisexual allegations against Trump, and then closed his picture sharing and uh dick sucking stories about the former president with the phrase god bless america <laughs> god bless america <laughs> um I don't, I don't know that any of them are credible by any means but it was a hilarious anecdote for yeah. me <laughs> god bless america and that's kind of that's kind of when they when they shifted they talked to another guy who ended up directing us to hunter biden right like yeah we got there they did like this whole suck my dick crew with like a bunch of college students where it made no sense to me like it was like 15 people screaming suck my dick into the thing somebody said we we're smoking trump tonight some dumb broad said senora vice president that's all i have to say and then and they panned to the guy behind her rolling his eyes as hard as they'll roll yeah. and i agreed with him well it went from people saying things and everybody around him cheering and she said that and everyone was just kind of like Everybody went flat. <laughs> now that was probably that was probably a little bit of editing magic, but it was perfect. I right? think it, I think it was absolutely editing it magic, was, but it was it happened. It was perfect, but I think that's another that's another example of people not remembering how to be out in mass, yeah. and yeah. it's just it was so weird. Everybody was living online, so they were acting in real life like they were online, being watched as the only main character in the fucking story. Yeah, it was weird. They were yeah, they were acting like they were streaming or they were they were live YouTubing yeah. or something like that. Then you got the one dude that says everybody go back to brunch because he's just a nihilist about it all. <laughs> we loved him. Everybody go back to brunch. It's business as usual. Nobody's now, right? gonna fix the system. Nobody gives a shit. Uh, Thank God we're not all gonna be stressed out every single day. Go back to brunch. Oh, that makes me laugh every time. Everybody oh. can go back to brunch. Yeah. Nothing to see here. Then you got then you got the guy wearing the full on pig head, pull, pig head mask, and he called for a revolution. Yeah. Uh, he said it's revolution time and he's like it's just more of the same they're not going to help us yeah i think that i thought that was the brunch guy but I, hell they kind of have the same message um once one was sit down and go to brunch one was start a revolution same message though. right um, sorry i dropped my notes uh let's see then we have the old man uh who is the resounding conscience of the entire movie who just made solid vague points throughout that this is this is just the beginning there yeah. is no end the rich will take from the poor the rich get richer and the poor get poorer and the poor get poorer yeah that that to me is is i honestly think that that at that point in the documentary is where that's that becomes andrew callahan's anchor point i think like, so yeah, well at, i mean it is his anchor point it's it, how he anchors the movie it, at the end it is how he anchors but like but you can see it's like it's like 
up to that point, you're just talking to crazy people. And like, cause that's, that's what he, that's what all his content's been up to that point. It's like, let me find the craziest people saying crazy stuff yeah. and I'll edit it all together. Well, I mean, he had to kind of come to like, he had to bring the movie with a, like a stage to set the story for sure, yeah. like, how'd he get here? Why the fuck do we care that you're the one talking about this? You know, yeah. like, because I've talked to thousands of dumbasses across this great land who, do care don't care sometimes do care don't care like about this problem and and that's that to me is like super brilliant in just from a creator standpoint like it's hard to find that moment to be like this becomes everything yeah this becomes the thesis of of what i'm doing like because everything up to that point he's always had great he's always had great messages with his stuff but it's all been really short form stuff but to have that one thing that you come across and be like i wonder if he just did all the interviews he could and then when he's reviewing everything he's like all right i'll start here and i'll build back and i'll build forward kind of like this is the thing i'll build up to this and then i'll and then i'll build on this you know what i'm saying i I think that's probably the most likely approach because i'm sure when you see a person like the man that said that because he's you know elderly old man that's obviously seen some shit um in the midst of all these idiot kids and clearly from another country clearly from another country another era like not making insane wild incoherent points like he's got succinct vague don't get me wrong vague points but they're they're not incorrect either like they can be as existential or as yeah. shallow as you want them to exactly. be. Exactly. So, uh, and I think like, look, I'm sure somebody like Andrew looked at that man and was like giving him the benefit of the doubt of his experience and wisdom and read into it. Yeah. And and like, I think what I think about like, hopefully wisdom, God, if he shows up with kitty porn on his computer, please erase this podcast. If I, if I wanted to like, honestly, if I had a chance to, to talk with Andrew Callahan, I would, the thing I would want to ask him is, so clearly this becomes the anchor of your documentary do you know does he know in that because he's like he's like sipping a beer while the guy's talking like i was like does he know in that moment like when he's interviewing that guy that's the thing or has he been interviewing people all day so it's all just kind of a blur and he yeah. finds that later i think, you know that'd, be, I think that'd be a great question that'd be a really cool question that dumb broad from npr had lightened up a bit maybe she would have thought of something like that um is that is that sexist Should, am i allowed to dumb say broad? broad i mean i'm i'm a lady i can say broad right yeah and there's a lot of white guys in this movie who said a bunch of words they weren't supposed to so who knows what I'm allowed to say anymore um, let's see we get to the one million mega march and the, the first one right the first one million mega march I think there was only one it there was, was two there was two uh, okay whatever yeah first one um, filmmaker noted I don't think a million people made it the second one <laughs> It might have been called that, but whatever. Um, filmmaker notes optimism uh, in the air. Alex Jones, dumb word salad comes out. Clones, communists, pedo, Biden, animal, human, spider goats. Uh, and then he notes that his dad. Oh, that's was, when he's interviewing, sitting down with him, right? No, no, no. I think it was a mix between his speech yeah, he was, and he was that. Jumping back and forth. Okay. Yeah. Um, but in, I mean, in 35 seconds, he hit all those points. Like, maybe less then he said his dad was recruited by some of these like pedo globalist organizations and he turned them down yeah. so my dad my dad they wanted my dad but mm. so i've got a tie to this a personal tie it's my dad i know a guy was well, i know a guy but not only is it i know a guy it's nepotism mm. like the most direct form of it my dad knew a guy yeah yeah so it's fun i love alex jones a friend of mine told me Not about sarcastic this guy at all 
<laughs> I hate that stuff so much. It's kind of <laughs> like, he's like, you know, I was, I was supposed to be on a plane on September 9th. shit don't get me wrong if i I was was flying two days later if i was supposed to be on a flight on september 9th and then september 11th played out the way it did and 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 you know obviously nothing would have happened to me i'd still probably say the same shit because i'm that i'm that goofy ass like just looking for something not awkward to say in a conversation type of person and then i'll come up with something and, and it's like the most awkward thing the you most say. awkward unrelevant <laughs> thing i could possibly say and i just die of embarrassment right there on the spot it's fun I think in, in you, should, this, you guys should all join me it's great and um, i think that's something that, that that would be good to we you know we talked about like how to how to prepare the the daughter not to be dancing in a ring right yeah i think that's also something that's like i think it's only natural for people to try to find a way to relate and i think that some people just don't know how to relate i try to relate to so many people and like in the moment i'm trying to relate to them because my everything takes me across the spectrum of trump supporters like lefties you know all like cultures and minorities like it's just i am and i am a basic white bitch like there is no getting around it that is like i should have a pair of uggs and drink starbucks every day it's like literally the only thing i'm lacking and like so I try to relate. It's, you're trying to anchor your credibility. Well, not, not even that. I just try to like come up with a common ground to have like some dumb, silly conversations that are not about the weather with people. And I always say the wrong thing. Yeah. Always, always. It's like impossible for me to say the right thing. I have small talk people, man. Sometimes I'm it's just so, better to leave it at the small talk. <laughs> like, and, and that's the thing is like, if I can get in a good bartender groove about it, I can small talk all day long. Sure. It's also easier to small talk when you're when you're the bartender and you've got when you got control of the situation. Yeah. Like, I'm so bad at it now. Like, I have to really prep myself to go in and like schmooze. Like, I have to be. I have to like give myself a pep talk that's just like you're about to go make rent with this conversation. Schmooze your way into it, and that doesn't mean like my rent's actually literally like riding on it but like that's the mindset i have to get into like that's how my my psychology has been trained that's the only way i'm capable of holding a coherent silly light-hearted conversation with somebody without sticking my foot right in my fucking mouth well <laughs> like, and, and there's two you know i i think about I have to do it with family sometimes too like it's weird i i think i think that thinking about the bartending thing too it's kind of you're not only you're you in that position of quote unquote power in the relationship of the of the bartender and patron right you're also talking about you're most i would imagine most of the time you're not really having to come up with the talking points you just kind of walk up because you're having to move around the whole time because you're in a moderately busy to super busy bar right you can pop out anytime you want you could pop out at any time so if things get awkward be like oh there's a person like you know i'm saying like there were so many times somebody was like literally telling me their life story in a really serious note it was none of my business it was really inappropriate in fact and i'd just be like hold that thought like it's like if you were gonna like if you had a real personal relationship with somebody it'd be like an unforgivable interruption offense sure and you get forgiven for it every time as like as a bartender i'm sure the amount of times you walked up to like people that were regulars or something they're like they're like 
they'll be the, they'll be talking to each other like like oh my god all right what's your opinion on blah 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 yeah, blah like they'll be having like you know it's it's like the conversation yeah. is naturally coming at you anyway which yeah. helps so much more than when you have to actually go and and butt hold, in. Your, hold your own yeah. right yeah well I mean in like in, in the business world you know like if conversations are happening, especially as a woman, mm-hmm. there'll be sports conversations happening around me all the time. And while I was a bartender, you know, sports are on all the time. Like you can't help but absorb yeah. and figure out what's going on. And I don't pay attention to that on my own a whole lot. Like I would like to think- Did he kick a home run? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I know basic rules. Thank you. Don't make me that dumb. But like, and not even dumb, just like it's, it's, it's not what I prefer to spend my brain power on most of the time. Like I have my teams I favorite and I like enjoy following them from time to time, but I'm from not a distance, a, yeah. But I'm not a diehard fan. Like it's just it's not something that's ever going to ruin my day. It's not something that's ever going to make my year. Like I I had a brand new baby when we won a national championship and I barely noticed like and I You went to bed yeah, I don't even know if I would have noticed I, had we not had a baby. <laughs> I, I remember I watched I watched the national championship by myself. Like, yeah, I had I just pulled it up on on a computer screen. I was just watching it, like just chilling because you were tired. So. Yeah, I mean it was a long Christmas. We had yeah. a we had a under one year old. But like, no, it it makes sense, and I think yeah. that and it it's not that I don't like sports. Like I really enjoy sports mm-hmm. if I'm in the mindset to sit down and watch them. It's just not my end all be all thing. But it is for so many people, and I don't pay enough attention to it anymore to be like able to participate in those conversations. Well, when you were a bartender, it was by proxy. It was always uh, there, uh, right? Okay, people knew, were there to watch the game. I right? knew stats. I knew like I knew. I knew legacies, I knew drafts, I knew all kinds of shit. Like I knew bad plays, I knew the sports announcers on Sports Center, I knew who was an idiot and who wasn't, who not to listen to, whose picks not to pick. Like yeah. I and I I mean it, it it rubbed off a lot and I could bullshit my way through a conversation. I didn't care, but yeah. I could I could pull that shit just from like osmosis. Right, right. And now well, I can't do that. So it's really hard when like somebody who's high up in my company comes to talk to my male counterpart who's on my level about all the sports around us and they're having a 45 minute discussion Yeah, and there's no way to get in there and talk about that. Well, if I go to talk to anybody about my, in that same position about my actual job and job performance, it's a two minute conversation. Whereas they'll sit there and talk football for 27 minutes like you can only roll with it and be like yeah that's crazy for so long Yeah, exactly (laughs) it's a hard position like i'm sitting here and i don't want to be inauthentic like anybody that listens to this podcast and has ever heard me on it before can probably understand that all i want in life is to be an open book and not have to censor myself and be able to just put exactly what i think and feel out there on full display and let it sit but that's not real in a face-to-face social interaction world i kind of i don't know i think i i feel like i used to be like that not that i'm ever dishonest with like no and i don't mean being dishonest i just mean guarded yeah no not that i like so not that i go out of my way to really stop me from talking about certain things but like i feel like i've gotten as i get older i get i get a little more enjoyment out of um, figuring out how to hold back on certain things, like what things to hold back on. Like, I, I know what you're talking about. And I have, I don't know if I'm saying I, that right, but yeah. Well, you know, the first quarter of my life, I, 
I had no idea how to hold back, and I just go, if I disagreed, I went full force into it and yeah. probably burned like when shit to, tons yeah. of bridges. When to fold them, when to hold them. Yeah, yeah. And now you know I, I'm going to assume I'm in the second quarter of my life, um, maybe nearing the third, uh, and. I know what you're talking about. Like sometimes I give myself like an internal, like little mental pat on the back when somebody says something really fucking stupid and I don't take the bait. Yeah. Like it feels good to not take the bait and then to look around the room for a response and nobody gives it to them. And you can just sit back and like melt into the couch and like, kind of give yourself that little half mm-hmm. like sinister grin you're like, like <laughs> I got that. You, you zach morris the camera you're like oh i got that one i got that guy all he wanted was attention and nobody gave it to him love it well i i like that and i also like cr- finding creative ways to we're getting let, really off topic well to, to we can and we can get back right back on a second but to to slyly let information go in a way that some might get it yeah and some might other people just think it's completely innocuous i think i I like that too i know i've seen you do that it's a wonderful approach there's also the don't give a fuck approach which i sometimes still jump into as i did today when somebody told me they thought we were all going to be like dying from vaccines in a few years in a very serious manner um out of fucking nowhere and i just was like i don't think we are yeah. i think we're gonna be fine yeah <laughs> like, you basically she, I she basically went i can't suffer this <laughs> i i was like i dare you to come up with anything to support that argument right now in this space in front of me because we're gonna have a yeah. long day after that yeah yeah it's it's uh it's, it's definitely interesting um Anyway, sorry, we can get back to this. No, you don't apologize. This is super fun. Um, my only note after Alex Jones's wonderful appearance, um, as always, is after he, he hit the pedo globalist uh, point that he likes to make all the time, uh, I said, someone tell me why the only pedos the right care about are... I told you I wasn't going to be able to read my own handwriting outside of the church. <laughs> <laughs> it's not really part of the movie, but it's always something I'm curious to try to understand. Um, so Alex Jones quotes to the filmmaker that the quote proletariat he calls the masses like quote likes dumbed down stuff. So I talk on their level and I turned to you in that very moment and said, he said the quiet part out loud. He said the quiet part out loud. <laughs> he thinks everybody that listens to him is a fucking moron he i mean it, it's all a grift it is 1000 percent a fucking grift and has been from day one well, his accent didn't used to sound like that he like all he does is sell, sell fucking brain pills and dick pills well uh, yeah, there's yeah and here's the thing you can you can feel how you want to feel about alex jones but he absolutely knows what he's doing he, oh 1000 he's, he's, he's very he, he may not say the right shit but he's very smart in 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 saying what he says. Hey, and like, sadly, you know, I, it's, it's, I'm I'm so torn on that because like it's hard to call Alex Jones pill riddled fucking brains like that's just full of holes from whiskey. Smart, like it is hard to do that. But he's obviously outsmarted all of the fucking media. He's so duped the fuck out of a lot of people. The millions, millions of people. So it's like. How can you not call this man intelligent, but he is literally just a like, like a walking Jameson chugging ball of flesh that screams 
at, at grieving people all the time. <laughs> like, I mean, he's calling for the second American Revolution. I question how the fuck is he not in jail? <laughs> like, he immediately distances himself from his calls for sedition. Like, it's just and 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 then he starts backpedaling by calling his entire like channel art like did you do you remember him making the oh, artist he's, he's, comparisons? Said, he's, he's like i'm absolutely an actor and i completely believe him yeah i completely believe him he absolutely is an actor one thousand percent like again his accent is a put on it never used to be that way but at what point if you never drop the facade are you an actor instead of a fucking snake oil salesman Dude, that is like, honestly that is pundit news right there. Yeah, like, all those guys like they're all just doing the same shit Alex Jones is doing. They're all doing the same shit. They're Tucker just Carlson trying to act like he has anything in common with anyone that watches him is a fucking joke. He is the Swanson heir, like Swanson frozen food heir. But like you're talking Hannity. You're talking about yeah, Hannity. Anybody on anybody on like. Many of the pundits that are on the left side are the right, same. Yeah, Matt all was yeah, the next thing to my brain. Dude, they are literally like, here's yeah. where I, here's where I get my paycheck, and then I go home and I do whatever the fuck I want to do. I mean, and like, you know, we'll probably get to this in a little bit, but we talked, we we brought up a video after this, and it was like the guy that's in the Young Turk or was in the Young Turks, and he made a sl- like an offhanded comment that he lives in a three million dollar mansion in his video, and but he was also he, uh, so I get I get it yeah, I get it, I but think, my point was, is is like. The second you don't, the second your house reaches seven figures, you're not like the rest of anybody. Yeah. Like, all, I mean, you're probably not like it, the rest of anybody the second your house like reaches fucking two, three hundred grand. Yeah. <laughs> like, and, and I'm, I'm sure on, on some, it's some, on some level that was embellished too. Like, yeah. he's like, he's like, I'm going to make it sound as ridiculous as possible. Maybe, but like, yeah, it's, it's that everybody preaching to any of us remember that they are rich and we are not mm-hmm. like even if you're rich like remember they're still trying to get some some sample of your money you hire financial planners to protect all your assets and wealth and then you listen to these fucking salesmen they're just going to steal it right out from under you by scaring the shit out of you about some shit that's not a real threat if they know your name if if people know who you are like you're you're they're making money yeah i mean it's just it's just a thing like name recognition is everything clout is everything if you can you can say one person you can say this one person if you say alex jones to someone in georgia and then say alex jones to someone in alaska and they both know who you are and yeah. they don't have it's you're you're a household name i mean like, and that point gets made at the very end of the film mm-hmm. by none other than joker <laughs> yeah like it's joker uh, gang joker gang uh let's see uh i think i'm on the joker gang out of the two i like joker the best yeah also we talked about the jameson chugging in the weight room oh yeah uh one thousand percent one thousand million percent i would have filmed every second of that segment yeah like if alex jones whom i despise like as as one of the worst things to happen to modern humanity asked me to chug a bottle of Jameson with him and start bench pressing weights, I'd have been like, yes, sir. Where do I sign up? Make sure the camera's running and got full batteries, please. Yeah, there's just some things you have to, even if you're not talking about, even if you're not talking about, um, you know, 
lifting weights and stuff like when you get a moment to pick someone's brain like that and to um to be in the room with someone and just try to understand like where they're coming from or try to try to help yourself understand where they're coming from right because there's some people where you're kind of like well i wouldn't i would never put myself on the level of even if it was for entertainment of saying that a school shooting was hoaxed right like i would never put myself on that level but i would I, I would love to figure out why that person is like that. Not uh, to give them any credit, Not and, and I don't feel like it's giving them any kind of legitimacy. It's just kind of like, this is a crazy person, and let me showcase why this is a crazy person. Yeah. Like, I don't think I... If I were in his, his position in any, in any form of journalist, I don't think I'd ever approach Alex Jones about shit to do with Sandy Hook. Like, no. there's a huge lawsuit. He lost the fuck out of it. Like... Um, there's nothing really to be gained journalistically on giving him more to say about that dumb shit. Well, what's great? Not, not that not that the tragedy was dumb, but like his opinion on it is dumb. Yeah, what's what's great, and, and we can watch this some other time. So all that stuff was filmed before the Sandy Hook trials, right? Yeah. Andrew Callahan, after the Sandy Hook trial, like in the middle of all that, actually got to go and interview Alex Jones again about that. Oh. So it's it's kind of crazy, but, I, like, but yeah, I'm, I, I'm, I'm with you. Like, I, I don't think it's... I'm sure he's got a take I haven't thought of, but, you know, as a mom that's terrified yeah. of her kid going to preschool yeah, because of shit like Sandy it's too, Hook. It's, you're, it's too personal. It's right? too personal for me. Like, I'd never touch that with a 10-foot pole. However, a bunch of people trying to break into the Capitol on some megalomaniacs, dumb fucking words, and we get to sit around and binge drink in the internet's words yeah in the internet's words like we get to sit around and binge drink while i try to pick your brain apart while you're not realizing what i'm doing and bench pressing yeah i mean bench press i'll let him bench press but whatever um yeah, i mean we, we'll probably get to it when we talk a little bit about it but like we watched that npr interview with the filmmaker later on and, and she's like why would why'd you do that and he's like because a crazy person asked me to like he all but said because a crazy person asked me to drink a bottle of jameson with him and lift weights while a camera was rolling like what yeah. the hell do you, why do you think i fucking did it yeah. dummy like yep uh, all i do is interview crazy people like don't you get the shtick <laughs> like ridiculous um, yeah so all right uh next they start talking about hunter biden which i did not know about hunter biden oh, that he was like he videoed himself i mean i knew he was a fuck up. i knew he had a drug habit and i knew he was a fuck up i didn't know there were like literal videos several times over even after it being a problem and known he was the him. more extreme version of bill clinton's brother remember when bill clinton's brother <laughs> was like the fuck about, up yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh oh fucking other clinton oh i forgot about that well, I, I forget what his name was he had duis that was his thing right yeah. He's a little bit of a booze hound. Uh, so is Clinton. But his what? booze hound can't put his booze down. Uh, but, uh, well, I shouldn't even say that. So is Clinton. Clinton's many other things, including, uh, and never mind. We'll get into some conspiracy theories yeah. of my own. <laughs> um, Lolita Express. Anyway, uh, let's see. Trump. Okay, so they were, everybody was hanging on everything Hunter Biden did, which one, yeah, that's a little fucked up. Um, but two, again, I think all drugs should be legal. Obviously, Hunter Biden's got some demons. Not the worst thing a politician's ever done, in my opinion. Let's, and this is not a whataboutism, but it is a whataboutism. Yeah. Trump's ex-wife definitely filed assault and battery charges and rape charges in her divorce filings. And then, just recently, 
found dead mysteriously at the bottom of stairwell. So she's also pretty old. She I mean, was pretty old. Still, I'm not going to speculate. Um, I'll speculate. Fuck it. But, but yeah. So the the Biden thing. So I'm just they, like, like people grab bones and and shake them. Like they do, and that's what the, that's kind got of what, nothing to do with anybody's job performance. And that's kind of what the Hunter Biden thing was yeah. kind of introduced to. He's like he's like let's let's step into another realm of of crazy when it comes to um, some of these folks and how they're informed. And it it came down to. All right, so there's the laptops that uh, that apparently have some sort of improper stuff that now the the theory is the Chinese got a hold of the laptops and so then they now have control uh blackmail control over Biden Isn't that and exactly to put him in place. Exactly what yeah. happened 4 years before with the Russians and someone else's yeah. videotapes with PP games on them. I mean, it's just I don't know. I don't, know. I don't know. Nothing ever came out. So anyway, so we hop to the Proud Boys and all their dumb fucking friends, which include Gavin McGinnis, which I didn't realize was a co-founder of Vice. That mm-hmm. I think I knew that. I think I might have forgot it. I also don't know if I even realized it. So fuck that dummy. Um, Jason Kessler, double fuck you is my note on him. Uh, that Enrique's bullshit. Uh, recently, prison released new leader of the Proud Boys. The drinking club with a political problem a patriot problem patriot problem whatever the fuck um and he I, even says like he hadn't drank in like 12 years bull <laughs> but fucking shit i i he actually had a bottle of glenlivet sitting on his desk he, i absolutely would believe that someone who's just trying to make money and run an organization would absolutely just put that image out there and, oh yeah you know what i'm saying like he's an in shape dude like he probably doesn't party at all. He's probably just kind of like, all right, where's the next place I can make money? Oh, and yeah, based on his later statements, you absolutely know that's part of it. Yeah. But I also don't buy for a fucking second that he hadn't had a drink in 12 years. I don't think he's a drunk. I don't think he's a teetotaler either. So Maybe, maybe not. I don't um, know. There's some uh, crazy, there's some crazy sober people out there too. There are, and one of them was the president for four fucking years, in fact. Yep. Uh, let's see. Uh, they, t- the term soy boy got used in a confrontation with all those fuckers on the side of a street in another cut to interview that they did. Uh, they started talking about, oh, so they started point, talking about the guy that got laid out in that viral video by the proud boy. Yeah. And they called him, they called him a soy boy. And then dumb Enrique, what is fuck name, whatever his fuck his name is, uh, made sure to correct his loud mouth fucking fast talking buddies who were about to spill the, the beans that it wasn't self-defense to make sure they mentioned it was self-defense so he corrected everybody that they stay on their talking points so nobody went to jail like they're supposed to enrique tario yeah, thank you tario <coughs> so essentially at this point in the documentary we've moved to the moved to into um talking to the proud boys and getting their side of who they are right and yeah. And essentially what it what it kind of breaks down to is like they are clearly very alt-right, very veiled racism. They're spoiler alert. They're boring as fuck. They're very boring. And essentially they're t-shirt salesmen. Yeah. I mean, is, is what it comes the leadership is, is just basically trying to sell merch. Yeah. Same way Alex Jones is trying to sell merch. One hundred thousand percent. And um, he even he even admits that uh he's a he's a and I might have another site somewhere that sells Biden merch. Yeah. Like, like he knows he knows where his money comes from i've got that um yeah so let's see why uh oh okay so after you know 
Enrique corrects his entire crew. You know, that guy, self-defense, some awesome guy comes up, starts telling them all, go fuck themselves. They almost get into an altercation and the Proud Proud Boys have to calm down one of their more excitable members who's about to really amp shit up with somebody who's ready to go um, because he sees a group of racists but even if the yeah. cameras weren't there they would have acted the same way that's, it's like that's my no point fucking way man it, it, they said they the media wants to paint us as these racists blah 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 and if we were any of that that guy would have been done for and you could see the guy saying these statements seething wanting to go punch this dude's face yep. into the ground he is barely holding it together and i made the note why didn't we commit crimes on camera because the media paints us in a bad picture well and and (laughs) and here's the thing he absolutely like so so he said that and he literally said the words there's the proof for you yeah he did there's the proof camera or not we would have fucked that guy up if they say who, we're who we are it's like yeah. no man no, like, you wouldn't have you would not have gone and committed a felony on camera with mics in your fucking you face guys you like dumb being, shit like you guys enjoy being out of jail as much as everyone everybody else. else yeah yeah no nobody nobody's a big fan of jail That's but just, if you if the, if they knew they could get away with it yeah and no one would ever know that they attacked that guy they absolutely would have i don't even know that because i'm not gonna say absolutely 100 percent wusses well (laughs) less hard than paint i'm not gonna speculate like that they would absolutely want to yeah exactly And they would absolutely be talking to that person very differently because there was three of them and one of that guy exactly and he's still as big as fuck he would have fucked at least two of them up but um then it like getting back to your point where the dude was like and i may have some biden websites where i have biden merch uh so watch where you buy your political shit from like not that i have any political merchandise but if you if you're somebody that does man don't support the people who are trying trying to pitch you against everybody else if i ever become a person who buys a politician's name on a shirt yeah like look it's one thing bands it's another thing like comedians it's like merch I'm a I'm a merch fiend. I love t-shirts. You have more t-shirts than anyone I've love, ever. I love I love brewery shirts. I love band shirts. I love all kinds of stuff like that. But I've never, even before all the craziness that is um, that that is the fanaticism over politicians now, right? I've never in my life had the urge to go out and buy any shirt. Even those spoofy meme shirts where it's like Reagan '83. You know, yeah. it's like. None of that. You're not allowed to wear a Reagan shirt around no, me. I would never. Um, okay. So anyway, this guy, uh, the Enrique guy, he, he's a career criminal. Like he's got a rap sheet a mile long. He is now the proud leader of the Proud Boys, which I my favorite favorite counter protest of all of the 21st century was when everybody in the gay community came together to take back the hashtag proud boys (laughs) and they posted pictures of them with their husbands and boyfriends and and like significant others in various states of pda and undress and just hashtagged it all proud boys and it made my heart sing (laughs) because for about a week there they were they were very mad and it made me happy um all right so anyway this motherfucker's a grifter as defined by the dictionary um he's just 
playing all sides just to make a buck. Sure. So, all of them are. So we get to the Georgia protests uh, that take place at the CNN Center uh, two weeks after the election. Um, and where, the Capitol. They, he was at two different locations. He went yeah. to the Capitol and he went to the... Uh, uh, and this is the first time the CNN. filmmaker talks about hearing uh, uh, talk of a coup taking pay- place. They talked to a dude that says Jesus wasn't a pacifist. And he mentions, excuse me, the table turning in the temple, which is what everyone I ever grew up with always referenced when they needed to cite the need for violence for Christian means. Mm-hmm. I grew up in an extremely religious household. Tell me about the table turning thing real quick. Jesus went into the temple and merchants were set up and set up tables in the temple selling merchandise in a holy ground. Jesus got pissed. He flipped all the tables. Okay. Very short story. How many people did he like assault with weapons? He did not touch a soul. He flipped tables only. Okay. All right. Just making sure. Um, Jesus actually is famously known for saying, turn the other cheek if I do recall, but who's... Why would you cherry pick that one? But I, I will say you shouldn't turn the other cheek if you feel like your country's being taken over. Um, in uh, you know, a, like some people coup just don't type, deserve that other a cheek. coup type situation. Like I don't know, something that happened two years ago today. There's no absolutes in anything, but yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Anyway, um, let's see. Are they the people that he interviews starts asking who's bussing people in? That's a nice dog whistle of a racism right there. Yeah, who's bussing in the Antifa people? How much are they getting paid by George Soros? Like, I, like the when, same talking it's points. It's so wild to me that like the term bussing became such a dog whistle all of a sudden again. Like just all the races just perk right up. <laughs> I don't know. It's like only a tune they can hear. <laughs> then there's just the whole the whole younger generation's got their version of bussing. Oh yeah, for sure. Which, which means awesome, basically. Ugh. Yeah. Oh, God. We bussin'? I forgot about We bussin'? I forgot about that. I'm so old. Um, and then we hit up a couple socialists to talk about their opinions. They really want workers to own the means of production, but they don't know how to say that or really the concept behind it. So it yeah. all comes out garbled bullshit. Like baristas should own the coffee machines in the Starbucks restaurants. Yeah. It's, just it's like, I think they should. Uh, and I'm just kind of like, None of you, and ju- just just like just like the people on the right, the people on the left are just as bad yeah. about having these profound points that they cannot fucking explain. I'm I'm so guilty of that too. Like I, in concept, know what's right and wrong. Yeah. You you pin me down on a bunch of shit, and there's a lot I just I'm not going to be able to articulate properly. Yeah. What does That's that why mean? I don't fucking get in these arguments. What's with that people mean? A lot of times. <laughs> yeah. Explain I, that. What is a globalist? Like I, all that shit, man. I take notes and I'll speak my mind to you. And don't get me wrong. It's not that I'm not going to try to hold my own when pinned down, but like it's, I'm not changing anybody's mind. This is just me talking to the ether, mm-hmm. bullshitting, judging, no judging a movie. This. Yeah. It's fine. Well, we listen to it. It's a nice time capsule of our lives. I like that. Uh, your friends comment sometimes tell me they think I'm funny when I drink whiskey. I'm so just, I like that too. I'm just joking. <laughs> Anyway, 5G shows up again. Totally forgot about that. You remember 5G? I literally have 5G showed up. Remember that? (laughs) 5G is... We're basically getting blasted with, what do you say, uh, the equivalent of chemotherapy. And it's like, brother, don't you know chemotherapy is intravenous? Like, it's not... It's also (laughs) slightly positive. (laughs) Last I checked. Right. Just to hope. But um, then we meet the Spencer family with the terrifying child. It says immediately Biden is a child molester. This kid's oh, yeah, nine, just talking maybe to, nine. 
talking about like even even if he like even if you truly believe in the stuff and even if it were true like you want this these are the things that you would love to shield your child from Mm -hmm. knowing like you protect you would protect your child from this kind of evil if you thought if you thought and knew it existed they're molesting children and they're drinking their blood to stay young kind of shit clinton and obama are child molesters uh there are rothschild vampires there's a submarine to epstein island these are quotes from a kid yeah, these are quotes from a nine-year-old. Yeah, from a um, nine-year-old. And then we cut scenes to them playing uh, board games uh, with his siblings and yeah, the filmmaker, goes, and it's very sweet. He goes to the family's house. Yeah. He go, So he goes to the family's house and, and interviews them, um, inter- interviews them uh, in their in their home setting. Um, you know, we get a little bit more of the jargon from the kid, but for the most part, he, he smartly shows just how bullshit the keyboards how, well, are well how how much brainwashing brainwashing and just how much it just you, you feel bad because like the these kids just had almost had no no say in what kind of information was handed to them yeah i mean and just as much as like kids don't get to decide like what their socioeconomic background is they also don't get to decide how insane their fucking parents are yeah um it sucks man i mean and like they're out there they're willingly taken out of school because they don't they refuse to wear a mask wear a mask and i know we're at this point in history we're mostly past the mask thing like i mean it's just what it is yeah we have a friend that got COVID for the very first time in three years this week so i mean here's the thing i you know at the time there was so much unknown right and and you know there was not there was not a vaccine um even even with people who don't get vaccinated now it's it's a little bit that we, we just understand more about it we now, understand right? the variants aren't as severe like yeah. the the virus itself has evolved to be less severe and more transmissible yeah. it's the way viruses evolve we could talk about covid till we're blue in the face sure. these people didn't want to send their school their kids to school and they were but they yeah. also here's the other bad part they weren't homeschooling them either yeah like it so these kids are just kind of sitting there and they're just Lord marinating marinating in q world yeah and that's the that's the extent of their education at this point in the documentary anyway yeah it's it's sad um then the filmmaker goes on to make the observation that he's really oh um he went into uh one of the one of the like uh government housing areas and starts talking to yeah some of the people around there some of the police brutality that's gone on a wendy's got burned down a guy um, got killed in the wendy's parking lot by cops and uh you know the, the people that were around there that he talked to them talked to the kids in their their community mm-hmm. started asking them what they wanted to be when they grew up and their struggles were a lot different than the q family's struggles like they had friends getting shot and getting robbed. They wanted yeah. to grow up to be ball players to get out of their situation. Like my favorite yeah. kid was the kid that was just like, I just want to be myself. He like, did say that. I like. I was that like, too. I think like, that's great. And then you know, like you like you mentioned, you had the one heartbreaking thing of the kid talking about his cousin getting shot, and he just wants to hug him. And I was like, ooh. Mm-hmm. <gasps> yeah, I almost cried. Destroyed me, man. So yeah, the filmmakers makes the observation that he's really seeing the people he has the time like he's able to interview at these rallies have the free time and financial stability to take off use travel expenses and go to this shit 
to bullshit around and basically like role yell play. about a bunch of stuff that might not happen. So role play. That probably won't happen. Role play feed them freedom and, fighters. Yeah, and uh, he also made another good point. He's like, he's like, he's like, I was making the observation that the these kids are growing up in government housing only a couple of miles away from Too where much. the Spencer family is a couple of miles away from where the Spencer family is who are worried about lizard people yeah. stealing their children and killing them and, and drinking their blood where these people here are just trying to figure a way out of poverty, yeah. how to make ends meet stuff like that. And then that led to his broader point of like, he just saw, he just saw the disparity and the ridiculousness of going to a million MAGA March where people come in, they're able to fly in, like you said, take time off work and hang out in Washington DC for a few days. And he made all these, all these observations noted, you know, we, we have a country too that's suffering from extremely poor informational literacy. Like, oh, terrible. We saw that same nine-year-old boy, and I didn't even note this, but I remember it very clearly. He's sitting at the table with his siblings and his parents. This is the Q family and talking to the filmmaker. And he goes, in my research, mm-hmm. and we constantly joke about that statement. And this boy, in all seriousness, this nine-year-old felt he had done real research on all of this. And, you know, right after that's when the, the you know, he brought up poor informational literacy is a huge thing. The QAnon board that kid's dad showed him was literally just Photoshop blocks. Like, Fo- yeah, like it's just terrible Photoshop misspelled words. Just, 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 I mean, like clip art from the, the internet just plugged behind Anderson Cooper's head. And they're like, Oh, uh, look, he's, he's a Demi Gorgon. Like. So he said everything, <laughs> everything, uh, has, has significance and meaning behind it. He goes, I see human sacrifices misspelled here. Is, like that, Anderson- is that, is there a, is there a reason behind that? Yeah. He goes, yeah, there's a reason behind it. But all. he was like attributing it. Like Anderson Cooper put it out as a press release. Like this is my new newest painting like of those, my, those, that's what all the q messages it's my look new like. self-portrait guys figure out what you want from it do you do you yeah. think i'm running a cabal like yeah uh, there's it's it's insane man that, it, that rabbit hole is so as deep. like some fucking rando put 16 pictures layered on each other in photoshop and just typed some words on top of it and threw it out there as a meme like yeah. it's never approached like that anyway um so i just i we were talking about like the derision between the media before and I just made a comment like after seeing these two families with like two families but two like neighborhoods essentially almost uh, with a bunch of kids involved with a bunch of child like child appropriate opinions on one side in my opinion and then insane conspiracy theory just embedded and brainwashed into children on the other side but those kids were still acting like kids like we noted they were playing board games they were being silly like they really just wanted to play but like they are being indoctrinated at this point and like i i just made a note and it's it's one of those like observations i've heard many times before but it's society like a society where men plant trees they will never sit under um is like i can't even remember the whole quote but it's like that concept is like the only way it works and it's what always sticks with me and we never do that like it's almost like all these evil bastards don't have any kids but they almost always do (laughs) 
Like, I don't yeah. get it. It's the same, same, you know, same idea behind someone who doesn't care about the environment because they're not going to be here. But like the Koch brothers have, have kids. Alex Jones has kids. Like, like Donald Trump has kids. Like, I don't, I don't get well, it. Like, but, but we all know full and well there's a, there's a, there's a wide spectrum of how much you care about those kids. That's fair. <laughs> That's fair. You know, when you're, when you're completely consumed with making money, making money, making money, the everything else is just in the background you know yeah well i noted next he's dancing on stage at some rally with, oh another he, he went to the second million mega march, yeah. mega march i noted that the tan suit uniform is pretty on point i like oh, it yeah. it's always been sharp it's a good idea um we don't hit, see many tan suits anymore no no no, no. <laughs> not at all um <coughs> It instantly ages you. Especially on white guys <laughs> around our age. Yeah, yeah. Instantly ages you. You instantly look like you have clout from the 70s when you wear a tan suit for some reason. Yeah. Um, so we, re, we, we now come to white rapper number two, but I misnumbered and technically he's white rapper number three because don't forget our guys that introed the show. Then we got our teacher. Now we've got this dude. Mm-hmm. And he is... I'm mad at this man because he stole so, my fucking con. <laughs> what was his name like Forlazio I Blow? Did, I couldn't even write so, it down. It was so nonsensical. Something Blow. He's got like a million followers almost yeah, or something. <laughs> he's very popular apparently. He, he's literally like, His biggest single to date, we noted in the last credits, was a Let's Go Brandon song. Yeah. Had over two million views before he got taken down from YouTube. That's right. That's right. Um, so yeah, he, he described himself as more as a hustler uh oh he thinks of donald trump as more of a hustler than a political figure and that's why he fucks with him (laughs) and And even yeah go ahead he said he cleaned up his act to appeal to christians uh and and to appeal to trump supporters yeah and and, yeah and well one in that thing um and i put a note motherfucker stole my hustle grift <laughs> yeah even even like the one of the last i've been talking says, about starting a mega church like that for forever well, <laughs> i'm not of, rapping though. one of the things he said uh he said right when they were getting ready to cut away from him is like oh yeah before 2016 i wasn't a republican that's my next note says <laughs> he wasn't a republican before 2016 uh gained over a hundred thousand followers in two to three months after the election uh, then we get Roger Stone and some Proud Boys at a rally. Fuck them all. Uh, anybody uh, interested in a new podcast, listen to all of this one first, please. Um, but the Behind the Bastards podcast is one I've been binging a lot lately. I really have enjoyed it. Um, mm. It's a functioning alcoholic telling you the story of a bunch of dickheads uh, in history and lots of context behind it. He actually does some decent research. He's not a PhD or anything like that. Don't think you can go do your dissertation on it, but it's fun. Um, lots of sarcasm and he writes really well he's he got, writes he's well got, he's got good uh he he pretty much it's it's kind of neat because does he have different people on every time or is it the same group that's on there with him um i mean he's got a lot of rotating people but it's like they come on a lot like each of his guests has been on several times kind of like this one where i've got like yeah my stable of yeah. people i go to so essentially he writes a really well like he does his research and he writes a pretty good commentary or a monologue and he starts reading it and then they'll stop and comment on it along the way. Oh, it's wonderful. Yeah, it's it's it's, it's he has really a good. Fantastic episode on Roger Stone. I highly recommend I've it. only listened to the KKK one. Oh, that one's good too. Pretty good. Um I listened to one today that we're gonna 
have a mention of a little bit later but sure. his roger stone episode's great his paul manafort episode's great the epstein episode's pretty damn good but like i mean he goes all over the world too it's not just american politics um like there's a great episode on uh what's his fuck in the philippines duerte duerte um, this episode brought to you by uh behind the bastards apparently no no but i mean <laughs> anyway like it the reason I bring this up is because I started listening to those episodes when they started back in like I started at the beginning and they were mm-hmm. like airing them in 2017 and they were like it was all ramping up to what's happening into mm-hmm. this this the civil discourse yeah, was going like, on yeah yeah like it's so it's also relevant like all and and there's so many and i'm going to talk about one of their episodes a little bit later i'd already planned to because there's a um, a marketing genius that basically led us to where we are today and how this all started that they covered in an episode i listened to today in a two-parter um and he's basically who don draper's based on Mm -hmm. and it's just we don't learn from history ever and we just repeat it constantly and i know that's super fucking cliche to say but like we're just that's all, why it's a saying like that's why it's we're been, all real dumb that's like, why it's been said for so long is because it's yeah. just there's just instance after instance where it's happened yeah. and it's just i think that's i think that's just the human trap that we're in i think that's honestly the reason behind the movie like some a movie like the matrix where it's like no we're just it's just gonna start over again like yeah. it you can't well, Rogers, you can only have the good times for so long. There's got to be bad times to make to, to to allow there to be good times. Sadly, it sucks. Bullshit. Like, I'll go watch The Good Place and get to the last season and, and be like, I bet I can stay in that bar longer than the rest of y'all. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but Roger Stone's a son of a bitch, if anybody was wondering. Um, oh, and then I noted, uh, all these bitches are just happy for attention like oh yeah nobody standing on that stage gives a shit about what they're saying they barely know what they're saying nobody's got a script they literally are all just like the second that camera turns on my bank account starts turning up like well, yeah they, they get they get their ego stroked mm-hmm. you know they get this they get to yell a couple of incoherent things and have people go yeah. i watched alex jones start a couple chants yeah. yeah i watched alex jones carry that megaphone through the first like million maga march mm-hmm. he had never been happier in his entire fucking yeah. life all eyes were on him. He was the leader of a movement. 25% of his speeches were starting just random chants. Oh, yeah. USA, 1776, yeah. like all that stuff. Yeah. Um, I said, oh yeah, and that Enrique dude said they were all smiling because they were all enjoying this. And I said, "Yeah, you bored, privileged bitches. <laughs> yeah. That's my next move. Um, they can, aff- and, and, and at this point, keep in mind, Callahan's already put into our head they can enjoy this because they can afford to enjoy yeah, this too. And, and my next note is, is you tore families apart for your dumb amusement. Mm-hmm. Like we know plenty of people. I, I'm, I, I venture to bet that almost anyone listening to this podcast has a family member they no longer talk to because of the four year period yeah. that preceded this election. Like, family and there's varying degrees of that you have family members you don't talk to anymore you have family members you don't talk to in the same way you used to that you don't trust you keep them at arm's length yeah you 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 know it's it's just it sucks but i mean it's just i feel like that's a tough that's a tough thing because it is so personal right like it's so personal because so many so many of your 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 relationships uh, can change over something like that, but 
I think it's important to to whether no matter what side you're on, you know, no matter who, you know, if you think you're right or whatever, like it's important to be like, well, I'm I'm at least going to have these lines in the sand. Like I can't like I cannot just sit by and let someone just always be bullshitting like yeah. always be spit like regurgitating shit that they can't back up especially now that we have a child where we've had this conversation more than once where we're just like there there are going there's going to be a time in the future where we have to look at someone we care about and say don't say that shit around my child yep like and it's going to suck um it's not gonna be fun but this is the world we live in now thanks to alex jones roger stone several other people Mm-hmm. know who to hate <laughs> oh well, wait this is the whole point don't let the media d- divide us <laughs> I, I think i Oops. think i think too like there's always been those subjects like they haven't always been political but yeah. there's you know there's always been those social subjects where you you're gonna have a moment i think everyone's got that moment where like hey don't fucking talk about that shit around my kid yeah don't say that while my kid's standing here well, i mean like, like there's yeah, always that i like even as a kid uh, like i had you know a relative that super racist but not in a not in a hateful way in that like polite southern manner where it's just all dog whistles like it's just all matter of fact like just how they grew up it's just how they grew up it's matter of fact how they view the world there's bullshit facts they st- like they might as well be quoting like phrenology bullshit right um and it's just like it is it is you remember being young and probably having arguments with them. I 1000% had arguments and also would just be like, don't say that. Like, yep. don't say that around me. And so, uh, I, I don't want to hear that shit. Like, that's the best way to do it. It's like, I don't want to hear that shit. Yeah. Like, why are you talking about that around me? Yeah. So, I don't know. Anyway. Um, it's going to get uncomfortable. Get ready. Yeah. So, the filmmaker gets COVID. Uh, he's got to rest for a little bit. Um, uh, what a shit time what yeah. a shit time I talked to my buddy Jay Potty he was like I hate that he got COVID like when he got COVID yeah because you know, like you just think about what other good shit or people he could have talked to I think he had plenty it's fine he had plenty but it's just kind of like man I'm sure in his head he's just like I want to be there you know mm-hmm. sorry yeah. no, no 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 you're fine <laughs> then we had January 5th and we hit these dumb proud boys again Alex Jones again 1776 again and I just made a note they are desperate to matter Oh yeah, they're just—they're so small and insignificant, and they all know that and feel that way, and they are desperate well, to matter at at whatever cost, whatever they, well, the cost. Well, they're also chasing just like just like any good politician would. They're also chasing good new buzzwords that yeah. they can throw onto shirts to oh. sell more shit. Like that's just yeah. that's all it is because half of. Half of Alex Jones's fucking apparel was seven, had seventeen seventy six on it. That's yeah. why he kept chanting it. He's like, "Oh, if I get people on the board with on board with this, they're gonna want my shirts." Yeah, and then, then we hit January sixth, and we get a whole new cast of losers. We got Trump Jr. We got Rudy. Um, then they start doing video footage from the Capitol breach. Like it's pretty quick, uh, and people are screaming seventy seventy six. Then filmmaker, great move. They put a camera on the Joker dude again. What's his name? Uh, Joker gang. Joker gang. Uh, I said, Joker's back. <laughs> uh, and 
He's watching. He's watching video footage yeah. of the insurrection, it, yeah. like from the inside of like his bedroom. <laughs> like, what the fuck are these people doing? Yeah, he's just like <laughs> these these lame assholes are staying like in the velvet rope. Which he said, like, I've been pissing and breaking shit. Like he's he's, um, like, he's like, what are these guys are acting like they're on a fucking field trip? Yeah, he, <laughs> he said. But I mean, like to be fair, they did shit on the walls in the Capitol. Um, yeah. so it just wasn't on. But still, CNN. it was. It was oddly orderly for what it was in some portions. Like, well, those, just like all those people, through. they they love like jerking themselves off that they're the party of law and order. Like, they can't be the rioters. They can't be just like Black Lives Matter. Like, otherwise, they're just gonna be as bad as the rest of them or whatever. Like, well, they could it, shit on the walls in the Capitol and fly the Confederate flag in the halls of fucking. Well, like, there was a slide American. Thing. <laughs> like government buildings but okay. there, there was a sly thing that Callahan did in leading up to that too at that la- at that second uh, million MAGA march is where it got kind of violent like he said even the Proud Boys guy said we n- we're normally very defensive never offensive this one was much more offensive and um, he sh- he highlighted where at one point he said we're here to support the to support the police in whatever they need and to I'm not going to be putting out a message that we're pro police. Like yeah. he completely showed the juxtaposition on how well, fast they then, just swap it because that's what their people want to hear. Yeah. And that's then, what the people that are going to be there buying was stuff on the ground, screaming in a police officer's ear, you know, we're on your side, but that doesn't last forever because mm-hmm. the cop did something he didn't like all of they went sudden. from the thin blue line to yelling in the police's yeah, face. Like yeah. it's just, it's whatever suits the moment. And that is probably the most human thing that I've learned throughout my life is like that so many people can default to, this isn't suiting me right now, so it's the worst thing in the world. Yeah. And so now my position is this, because I, I was all about it. when the most thing I can yeah, think of. I was all about it when they were being indifferent to these people over here, yeah. but now they're being indifferent to me and not treating me special. So fuck them like it's they can't they can't handle a dose of their own medicine no never like yeah. they've never been challenged in their life they've never had a challenge in their life most of them like and the people that have had challenges man like there's it's just still so like even if they've had financial struggles and challenges or addiction struggles and challenges or, or like just straight up shit out of their realm of control mm-hmm. like it's not the same and anybody that tries to tell me like they're they're anyway i i, I might go well, too far there but like it's not the fucking same as being watched every every second of your life for just existing well, and even 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 when there is some of that like even when there is like an addiction or any kind of thing they have to deal with it's never their fault there's never yeah. accountability for it yeah and it's the social it's the social equivalent of the rich brat that's never been told no. Well, and and it seems to me that there's there's a lot of things that happen, you know, in in you know lower socioeconomic things that are completely out of people's control yeah. and not their fucking fault, no matter you know where you come from. But it does seem that things that and and like even addiction, like the system is set up for many many fucking people to fail. Like you hop into a bastards episode about the oxycodone fucking right. like that was pretty much engineered to destroy like 
large swaths of of low-income portions of america so I, i mean there's a lot against everybody that doesn't have money the point of this movie was to show it's not some of us against the others like and we keep kind of still jumping off track and delving into those little like verses that Mm -hmm. got slightly laid out but like weren't laid out necessarily by the filmmaker but we're digging into them and i keep i keep reminding myself i'm like that's not the point like the point was is this is all manufactured to distract from the real point which is these grifters are fucking making money off of us because they're creating hate and division and we're we're buying it like we are buying into it we've bought into it through the course of this podcast several times like it's so hard to stay on track it's so so hard to stay on message when it comes to like you don't like nazis like just hey when all said and done just remember you don't like nazis and we make t-shirts that say that just in case you needed that like when all is said and done you know just remember like the government's poison in the water yeah and we make 1776 1776 and like don't forget you know these guys hate lgbt people so be proud of your status like they're just selling you like products it's just capitalism one thousand percent these people like to hear this thing so that they'll sit through our commercials I mean, it's just right? like, <laughs> like it's it's just like getting preached to in a church yeah like there's so many preachers that don't there's not there's so many atheist preachers out there people don't even realize that they do not fucking believe a word they're saying but they know how to say it the cadence to say it in and the words to use that get and how to money how to rolling drive, in. yeah and how to drive to the bank with the check yeah. provided yes oh my gosh anyway okay so so we're up to we're up to the insurrection the insurrection we're moving through that he's sick with covid just kind of watching it from afar yeah joker's back uh the second white rapper dude is back it's got all the hit singles um the Joker makes a great point that all these people are getting clout. Clout means money. Yeah, um, clout chasers, man. Yeah, you you made that point a couple times, yeah. and, and then he, like the filmmaker summed it up nicely with the that guy making that comment. And he's, I mean, like they open the movie with the dumbest motherfucker you've ever seen is what you're look what you think you're looking at initially, and like he makes this super poignant like observation mm-hmm. of like clout means money, exposure means money. Like, these my, bitches are filling their pockets, and you're like, that is all this is. Holy shit! One of, one of my favorite sayings, because um, you know, obviously, I, I'm streaming on Twitch. One of my favorite sayings on Twitch is when someone tries to slyly like promote someone else you know and then be like oh look at this person what did the, what this person say blah 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 and it's like no free clout it's like the same, like no free clout in here yeah. get out of here um because yeah. you give clout to anyone you highlight like even if you're outraged by them it's fucking weird uh yeah so a filmmaker says you know all these people in in the riot like in the insurrection they fully believe they'd be remembered as patriots they were led to believe by Alex Jones and Rudy and Don Jr. and and Donald Trump and Enrique Tario Enrique Tario and like and you know Tucker Carlson I, I fucking remember that motherfucker encouraging shit too like just all these people were pushing all these desperate bored people like they're desperate and bored at the same time it's a weird fucking combination like just people desolate and people fine 
and and like just like last grasps at glory and people bored with nothing else well, to do besides show up and be seen like people people love would love to be would love to be uh yeah remembered right yeah. you want like think about how how much you have to do to show up in a history book right to show up in a history book and be talked about hundreds of years later you had to do something so great right or most of the time it was just you were just a terrible person there's some quote i don't remember who said it (laughs) it ended up in like one of my high school like quote books or some shit and it's like uh something like good girls are rarely remembered or something like that oh good uh what is it uh well-behaved women rarely make history that's it yeah yeah i think it goes for lots of people yuck Um, it's yeah i mean it's you can say yuck all you want to because it's basic white bitch shit but it's true you just say yuck because you've heard it a bunch of times it's literally the same fucking thought process that appear that applies to the thing we were just saying i say yuck because like people would probably throw that throw that quote under a bumper sticker (laughs) under oprah's picture farting oh one of the dogs is letting him loose Anyway, too. Mm. All right, we're trying to speed in. Go ahead. I don't know. Let's see. The Enrique guy got arrested before January six. The uh, day before. <laughs> the day before, because he burned a BLM flag, which is kind of a bullshit thing to get arrested for. And then they, they kind of make the point that he may have gotten arrested on purpose, so he couldn't be accused of participating in the actual insurrection. Well, they talked about being an informant and being someone who's um, cooperating. That's what I was about to hit. Yeah, sorry. No, it's fine. Um, yeah, uh, they said he has a history of informing. Sorry, the dogs just made me throw up in my mouth with. Oh heart. no. Blech. And after history and informing, I just wrote R A T. Rat. He's a fucking rat. That's exactly what he is. He's selling T-shirts to both sides. He's informing with the cops. Like he's a fucking rat. Like have fun with that, guys. Hundred um, percent. Alex uh, calls everybody from QAnon after the insurrection. Qtards, super fun nickname. Um, that's. You know. Oh, and he's already on the defensive, distancing himself from the, the whole thing. That's yeah. what I'm getting at. Is like, yeah, now no longer is QAnon right about everything. They're Qtards. Like, there's, uh, they're Nigerian scams 5.0. He explains the definition of the name Info Wars, Information Wars, not real wars, not violent wars, but inform. I didn't call for a coup. I just talk about them a lot. Um. I'm not physically responsible. They're just words. My notes. Then we go back to that family and the kids who were previously brainwashed. Like we talked about it and it, we paused there because we both had to pee and we both were just like, it's so wild how like easy it is to brainwash kids. And we, and you were like, yeah, like we just see how suggestible our child is when we just like tell her, hey, this is the way something is. And she's like, okay. Uh, and I she locks it in that little brain. Yeah, that's what it is. Mommy and daddy said so. And I said, um, well, we can say the same thing for some young adults we know. Um, yeah. And I said, it, it's genuinely one of my greatest fears as a parent to accidentally like brainwash my kid like that. Or just to have them meet someone that will do the same. That's. I said one of my greatest fears. That yeah. one's up there too. Yeah. Then then you got the guy that like shot his family of eight too in Utah yesterday. So uh, there's another one. I got a bunch of fears about this kid, y'all. Kids are scary. Um, let's see. Uh, the nine year old mentioned his research level. Um, 
he then said he did he disbelieved Q and the nine-year-old observed that he believed they wanted everyone divided and he was let down even the, he asked me were you were you let down after you found all this he's like yeah I was let down yeah and he, and then he showcased how much time he missed with his father yep because his father spent, he's like he spent a ton of time out you know out in his garage watching Q stuff you know on his phone in the driveway yeah. And we started talking about how the kid, like, the father, thankfully, was also like, yeah, I think we got duped. A li- like, but he didn't say duped. He's, I think, I think it wasn't true. I think it's as far as he would go with it. He went, he, he did a pretty good job of not entrenching like some people would. Yeah. Like he, he just kind of was kind of like, he, you could tell he knew he'd been duped, but he's like kind of coming, still coming to grips with it. But we still know people that are, that were totally on board with every Q like conspiracy we have ever heard that are still walking around in let's go Brandon shirts. Oh, 100%. Yeah. Like that will not let go of anything. Nope. And like it, you mentioned, you're like, it's so wild how, how fast that kid, like it was just like, we got, we got duped. And I was, I mentioned to you the sunk fall the sunk cost fallacy. And I think it is harder for people who are older to have put time into something and realize that time was wasted. Whereas if you're new to the planet and you don't realize your own mortality, yeah. you're just like, oh shit, we were wrong. Moving on. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah, I think that was bullshit. We're going to get out of here. Like, yeah. I think that that's an important skill to hang on to as you get older is just to be like, look, sometimes shit just doesn't work out and it's not exactly what you thought it was. And yeah. that's okay. Yeah. Like, I think that there's many things in, in your life and in my life where I put time into doing something like going to school for for a skill and it just didn't work going out. Going to college for a degree right here. Right. And, yeah. and and like and then like all of a sudden that doesn't pan out, right? You know, it's just you have to you you have to like kind of like deal with it, have your time where you're pissed about it and just move on. Like yeah. it's just not going to change anything. Yeah. Well, um then your talking heads hop on and they start comparing uh, the liberal talking heads, I should say, the lefties, uh, they start comparing Pearl Harbor, 9-11, and January 6th all in the same turns, which you took big offense to. I don't I didn't take big offense to it. I just think it's like... You thought it was ridiculous. I, have a I understand the historic... All right, I understand the historicness behind it, but I don't think that the, the, the severity... Mo- the severity to human life was nearly the same. It's no. not, not comparable in that way. No, completely agree with you on that. But in that moment, when it first happened, you're like, that's fucking ridiculous. And I, I, I like, yeah. I stopped and said, while, while not nearly as many people were killed, like this is a significant moment in American history. This is, is the first coup attempt on the American government, like at the Capitol by American citizens. Yeah. And like that didn't even happen in the civil war. But, like, so. but I think what at this point we we're, we understand the machine, right? The the machine of the media, the machine of you know, every, but even okay, the machine the, of the politics. Like they're like how like as as good as that as 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 well intentioned as that sh- that was supposed to be. All I can see is like someone being like, "Let's get our side fired." Up. Uh, the next note I have is the left milked it. Oh my <laughs> like, god, dude! Yeah. Uh, the my pillow guy has something to say. The right immediately distanced themselves, and then I put, "I hate Tucker Carlson." Um, they were just touring. It was just a tour group that the, got a little rowdy. Then we meet back up with the inglorious patriot, 
uh, who uh, who doxed 500 plus people in a new YouTube video uh, that were anti-fascist at the Capitol riots yeah. by his claims. We're going to dox then, Antifa people. Then he put a disclaimer in his video that said, sorry if we're wrong and you're not an actual Antifa. <laughs> <laughs> if, you're, if you're named here and you're not actually Antifa, sorry, we mistakes apologize. Yeah, <laughs> we apologize. Sorry we ruined your life possibly. Then the filmmaker holds up pictures of Oprah, Clinton, Obama, uh, Bi <laughs> Biden, and Jonah Hill. And um, the inglorious patriot dubs them all pedos. Uh, I don't know if he abbreviates it. Does he say full on pedophile? I can't. Oh, he said he said pedophile, pedophile, and then he's like, and then when he got and the bite, he, he said a full chomo, like blah 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 blah. He's like, what's a chomo? He's like, oh, that's jailhouse term for a child molester. I didn't know that. Yeah. Okay, I missed that. I think I was taking too furious of a notes. So right after he flashes the Jonah Hill picture, Jonah Hill's accused of being a pedophile. The filmmaker brings up the arrest record of our inglorious patriot who's not allowed to leave the state of North Carolina again. I, want, I love pointing that out. Uh, with the uh, date May 19th, 1999, uh, he had sexual pedophilia charges filed against, for him, against him for an eight-year-old boy. Um, he pled guilty. He pled guilty because he said he knew he couldn't win. And his mission against pedophiles is revenge. Mm. It's going to bring down the entire cabal. And then Andrew Callahan asks him, do you know what projection is? Like, <laughs> were um, you projecting? And he's like, no. So Andrew Callahan says uh, a really poignant thing. I like the statement, so I'm just going to quote it back. He says, these people are looking to assign meaning to a broken life. Um, and they have failed themselves or been failed by the world. Yep. And I was like, damn, that's it. I mean, that's pretty spot on. Like, um, and they take the for-profit industry of pitting people against each other and roll with it. So, um, yeah, to bring up that other Bastards episode that I listened to today, it was an episode on Edward Barnay, or Bernays, who's a guy that's like the mastermind behind like women smoking cigarettes like the mastermind behind the chiquita banana like breakfast is a huge like bananas are a huge part of the american diet because of this guy bacon is a huge part of the american diet because of this guy he wouldn't let his like family eat that shit and wouldn't let his wife smoke but he was like telling women like reach for a lucky instead of a treat like kind of stuff um he had i mean he tried to steal an american election with the same shit that worked in the 26th election by splitting the party like splitting the opposing party um a la bernie and clinton votes like and encouraging once the third party candidate didn't get the nomination for write-in ballots or to stay home and don't vote like all those tactics we saw employed in 2016 and 2020 and um yeah i mean like he failed at it against fdr but like his methods were really really effective not like not just here in several places um he's he's the like godfather of marketing and yeah. ruined the fucking world <laughs> uh and then we get the wonderful song the scallywagger dagger scallywagger dagger and the quote this is a from joker gang yeah this is a close out from the uh the whole movie uh <laughs> let's see you broke my heart and fucked all my friends. 
That was my favorite line. <laughs> it's, it's a rap song. I'm not going to rap it's it. All, it's just emo. It sounds that good rapping. It's still emo, though. Yeah. <laughs> Somehow. Yeah. So we talked about, you know, the uncomfortable, si- like afterwards, we talked about the uncomfortable silences that Andrew Callahan can leave in the air. Um, the first to speak loses. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I was lamenting to you that I can do that at my job. Like I'm good at giving those types of interviews for work purposes. Yeah. I cannot just do that in real life. It's so hard to do oh, with people I like I, whose opinions I value, whose approval I seek, whose friendship I like. Like you know, so hard to do. I that that's the it, one. It would feel manipulative with friends if I did that. But like you know what I mean. That's the one thing I'm like I'm. That's one trait that I know I have that I I feel like I'm very comfortable with like acknowledging is like being able to walk into a room and survey what's going on, right? And and then and then kind of then kind of getting into it. Some people walk in and want to immediately start socializing. It's like I'd rather kind of see what the deal is and just kind of feel things out. You know, I'm the immediate socializer. I'm the oh my god. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, that person. Um, do you want to get into the Hassan thing? We kind of hit like all that stuff. Yeah, like, I think we kind of brought good. it up through this. So yeah, we did. I don't. I think we'll just be repeating ourselves. But mm-hmm. amazing, amazing movie. I feel like I feel like we should do this with more documentaries. Uh, sure. <laughs> Started earlier in the night. I'm tired. <laughs> yeah, I know. I was trying. We're, it's a little late. We're gonna get some sleep, but uh, I'm glad you guys could join us for this. Krista, thank you for being here tonight. I really appreciate it. Uh, Al Lopez Radio for the social medias, and uh, I stream on Twitch Sunday and Wednesday nights, sometimes sometimes more, but I would love, love for you guys to stop by. But follow me on the social medias, and uh, rate, review, subscribe to the podcast, lopezradio.com, or wherever you get your podcasts. Have a great evening, day, year. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Bye. Bye.